Welcome back this week to the Cover Zero podcast. We are without our host, Brandy, today. So I'm going to try to, as per usual, steer the small bus. But we added, we picked up a member down the road. We got Riley Kenimer joining us. Probably heard of him on the Full Court Press podcast. Say what's up, Riley. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for having me. Uh, I absolutely love this podcast. Uh, you guys, is, uh, anytime you guys rank anything, I always tune in because uh, I genuinely appreciate the uh, the expertise that's being given. So thank you for having me. We appreciate having you, man. Yes, sir. Welcome. Welcome. We have our last of our division preview shows because next week, next week, we we have football. Next week, we got football. So we're going to be previewing week one next week. Can't absolutely wait for it, but we got to knock out these last two divisions. I'm very excited to do so. First, we are going to start with the AFC West and then move it over to the NFC West. So we're going to kick it off with the AFC West going in order on how the teams finished last year, bottom of the division going to the top. So that's going to lead us off with the Chargers. Last year, they went 5-7. and seven. It's the fourth year under head coach Anthony Lynn this season. And they are coming off their first losing season since 2016. And it's the first year since 2005 that Phillip Rivers will not be on the roster under center. Pretty crazy when you think about all these long tenure quarterbacks changing teams. But we'll start it off right now and I'll kick it to you, Jay. Where do you have the Chargers 2020 season going? I got them finishing last. You know, I definitely got them finishing last. I do like the pieces that they added to their to the roster. Um, if you take a look with the uh, the additions, well, you can go through the draft. I don't know about Justin Herbert. You know, I'm not really a fan. You know, we kind of talked about it in the draft when he's talking about top QB. So I'm not a fan of his. We'll see how that works out. Um, they got Tyrod Taylor over there. We'll see how that goes. Um, but the other picks I do like, you know, I, I like the Kenneth Murray pickup. I like the Joshua Kelly pickup, you know, two. I mean, Kenneth Murray, you, you guys know, I've talked about on the podcast. He's was my favorite player coming out the whole draft. So I really think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a stud. He's going to add more to the defense. So, you know, and then Joshua Kelly, who I had in my top 10 of running backs, I don't think you guys had him up there. But I have him up there, and I think he's going to put in some work, especially this season, you know, because of the quarterback situation and obviously them not being able to, you know, their new quarterbacks coming to the scheme and, you know, all of that and whatnot. So we'll see how that play out. They'll probably run the ball a little bit more this season and not not having Phillip Rivers is going to play a big part. But, yeah, I, I got them I got them finishing last, man. I, I just feel like they've lost too many pieces. Um, even if, even if they had Phillip, I mean, if they had Phillip Rivers, it kind of would balance it out in a sense. I know we kind of been on, you know, uh, we've been back and forth about how he's going to do over there in Indianapolis, you know, but he has a better team around him over there outside of the defense. Although the defense is cool. It's not like the Chargers defense or whatever, but yeah, for sure. You know, anyway, not to go too much outside of the point and whatnot. I I think they've lost too much. I think they're kind of in rebuilding mode on the offense. And I think that's going to hinder them. And then the teams around them, you know, my Raiders, the Broncos, the Chiefs, I feel like those teams has done enough to really uh, surpass them. So I don't really got them doing too much. The schedule is not, you know, it's not too crazy. If you go and look at the schedule, Cincinnati, it might be able to beat. They might be able to get that game. Cincinnati will probably win in week one and week two. You know, it's it's versus the Chiefs, but, you know, rivalry games is always, you know, it's always up and down, you know, especially early in the season. 
and then they got Carolina. So they could sneak some wins in early in the season. But I think once it starts coming down to later on to the later around, you know, especially week four, week four and five. And then as they go down to about maybe week 11, uh, week 11 at Denver and then Buffalo, you know, those two teams right there, it's going to be tough. And then New England and then Atlanta, you know, so and then they got another rival, uh, rivalry game versus us. So, yeah, I don't really got them doing too much this season. You know, I got them finishing last. Yeah, it's littered with some pretty tough out-of-conference games, as you mentioned. Henry, do you also have them getting last place in this division yet again? Yeah, I do, especially with the key loss of Derwin James. I remember we talked about it, just the big impact that he has on that defense. It literally is crazy how much that defense changes when he's on the field and then when he's not on the field. So... But they do, they do got some key uh, edge rushers over there with Bosa and Ingram. So I think they'll be able to get at the quarterback. I just don't honestly think they'll be able to put up points like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they got, you know, great wideouts with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, pretty solid tight end. Austin Eckler is really solid all-around running back. But my the, the big question mark is that offensive line and and uh, Tyrod Taylor. So, you know, Tyrod Taylor, he's real conservative, doesn't throw the ball deep a lot. He doesn't throw a lot of picks, but he also is not, you know, converting on those key third downs and all that. So, but yeah, I also have them finishing last. Like I said, I don't think their offense is going to be able to put up points like that. I think the defense is still going to be able to do something. You know, they still got a pretty solid secondary, even with Derwin going down. Uh, Like I said, the pass rush is still there. So I think, uh, yeah, I definitely got to finish last, especially with how good the other teams in this division have gotten better. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Riley, do you have them exceeding five wins like they did last year, or do you think they hit that mark, or do they get less? I said conservatively I gave them seven. Uh, I had them at seven and nine looking over it. But, I mean, yeah, honestly, because they're in such a tough division, I mean, even if they were to exceed expectations a little bit, uh, you know, as a team, at the end of the day, they're playing – they're going to have to play at least six games against teams that are no joke. So – I think obviously Tyrod having to deal with uh, him finally getting kind of the shot. You know, he's he always kind of gets the short end of the stick when it comes to actually getting to run a team. Um, he'll finally have Hunter Henry because that guy's always hurt all the time. Is good he, to he's going to get hurt again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you know, you hope. Like in fantasy, for example, like I've had a draft already, and I was like, not sure if uh, I really wanted to take that guy, even though he seems solid. You just don't know that that health is always an issue. Um, I'm interested to see what Eckler does after last year. He had such a good season. I want to see if he can keep that up. I want to see if Mike Williams can step up um, and kind of, you know, every year he seems to tick upwards just a little bit in his production. Uh, I mean, he had so much talent. Uh, you know, he's had so much talent from the jump. He got drafted so high. You expect a lot out of him. Um, and like, like, was, and like it was mentioned with Derwin James, it's like, that's just such a tough loss for them. Like he is such an amazing player and he changes the defense in so many ways. To lose him again, I mean, again, that's just a guy who just has some bad luck when it comes to injuries, and I really hope that, uh, really hope he gets a season soon, soon enough where he can be healthy and actually, uh, you know, maybe get a defensive player of the year like he was thought to potentially get this year. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I mean, to like, I'm glad you mentioned Austin Eckler. Both Henry and Riley mentioned him. That guy is to me. The gap between him is like running backs that offer you a lot of different versatility in the receiving game. It's like Henry, it's, it's, well, not Henry, my bad, but it's a Christian 
And then basically him to me, I would honestly say as a receiver, he is more efficient than Alvin Kamara. He's broken more tackles over the last couple of years than Kamara has definitely had a better 2019 campaign. Kamara might be more dynamic and had his rookie season where he had all those touchdowns, but Eckler is such, such a beast. Every single year he's been in the league, even on limited touches or on a lot, he's really produced. But like you guys all brought up, Derwin going down really changes the scope of that defense. And we saw when they weren't able to use him in the areas where there's problems, which occurred in his rookie season, that defense was not even remotely relevant. And last year when they didn't have him, they were bad. They, Despite having two very good pass rushers, despite still having some solid corners in Desmond King and Casey Hayward, things just couldn't quite connect. So if there's just a player that you don't want to see being not on that team and not playing yet again, it's definitely Derwin, regardless of the side of the ball. I also have them finishing in last place. I think they actually get, I'm going to say they get four wins this year. I'm going to say they get four wins last year because even last year, they had five. One of those wins somehow came against the Packers, which seems kind of right. crazy. Yeah. yeah, when we reflect. I remember that game like it was yesterday, too. They dominated that game. They sure did. Like, I was watching Red Zone, and it like it popped up. Chargers 26, Packers 3. I was like, what? <laughs> How is this possible? And that was when the Chargers were still just toiling at being at the bottom. I think it was just maybe a couple weeks after Rivers threw, like, 81 picks to us in that Thursday night game, Josiah, right, with the right. Raiders. Yeah. So, but they they did something to address the offensive line. They brought in Brian Balaga from Green Bay, ironically enough, to play the right side. They also brought in Trey Turner to play right guard next to Balaga. Neither one of those guys have been what they were before. In Balaga's case, it's been injuries. Trey Turner just hasn't performed as well and been on the top of his game since he came over from Carolina. So we'll see if they can kind of bounce back. But still got a lot of leaks on that left side with Sam Tevy and Dan Feeney. So, yeah, four wins for me for the Chargers this year is what is kind of what I'm what I'm expecting when I look at that squad. Yeah, you know, if we how, if they if we if they predict how we talking about if it's coming in last in division, Justin Herbert's probably gonna come in what maybe week seven, week eight, maybe week nine or something like that. You know, I thought about that like because they're losing, week. they're gonna be like let's let's get them some experience, you know? Right, like he could come in like like around that time, but you also just might say, look, let's just let Herbert chill because I mean, I'm I'm a huge Duck fan. Most people listening and you guys know this. And even as a diehard Eugene Bourne Duck fan, that dude has a lot of work to do if he's going to be able to round into a franchise quarterback. So what very true. You know, what better a time to just have him chill? There's this is this is gonna be a different season because of the pandemic than any season we've had. So let him just kind of figure things out. Like and they're not with Derwin being out, they know the relevance that that causes to their defense. I could say I could see it just being a thing where Anthony Lynn just decides, you know what? Let's just let him chill, chill because Tyrod's not a bad quarterback at all. He's so. yeah, he's not. And to add to that too, you know, the offensive line. If the offensive line is playing bad, you know, early in the season or mid season. You know, why even risk it? Why that even too. risk it? You know, the, the, you know, the young young uh, quarterback out there. You know, so mm-hmm. indeed, yeah, man. You also, I think too, when it comes to Herbert, the fact that. Uh, I think it's week 10, I think is their bye. I want to say it's week 10. If, that'll be a pivotal point in that because if they're, you know, if they have like two wins by that time or something like that, which could easily well happen, uh, then yeah, I mean, it's 
yeah, there's that thought of, do you let Tyrod just run it or do you let bring the kid in? Cause I think I agree in the fact that he should definitely just take the season. Uh, we've seen how that helps quarterbacks at certain points that you don't rush them in there. You don't just throw them into the fire. Um, on a bad team, you let them just kind of be, let them see how things work and then let them start fresh. I think that freshness of a new season really helps. Absolutely, man. It really does. And it'll be interesting to see how they play it, but we'll move on to the next team in our rankings. The Oakland used to be Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders. We got all these new team names last week. It was the last episode. It was the Washington football team. Yeah. Right. was the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders, baby. This is this is Josiah my squad and I'll I'll let the the, the Raider brethren uh, go ahead and speak our just win babiness to 2020 and we'll start off with you Henry where do you see what do you see unfolding in Vegas with this team I think uh, you know there's no more I remember I was telling this to Josiah I remember maybe like a week or two ago there's really no more excuses for Derek Carr you know people said maybe you didn't have the weapons around him or, or, or all that but. Right. He has the weapons now. He got a speedy receiver in rugs. He got a top 10 running back with Josh Jacobs. Unfortunately, Tyrell did just go down, but I think Hunter Riffer, I think he's going to step up. I'm hearing your guys' uh, other rookie is Brian Edwards. I'm hearing he's standing out a lot at practice. Might even be uh, your guys' number one receiver. So that's really, really good. Then you got Darren Waller over there, who's also another top top five tight end as well. So you def- he definitely has the weapons. So he really has no more excuses to, you know, lead this team to maybe a wild card. So I think you guys definitely got the the weapons this year. Now on defense, I think the secondary needs needs some work or at least some stuff to prove at least. I'll say that. Right. Uh, you guys got one of the one of the best, uh, better coverage middle linebackers that came over from the Rams. So that's a plus. Max, I, I don't think Max was a fluke or a one-year wonder. I really think he could repeat what he did as a rookie. So that's always a plus. Hopefully Cleveland Farrell can – do something better than what he did as a rookie year. Uh, being a fourth overall pick, you know, there's, there's a lot of pressure on you, especially when a guy that got taken in the later rounds pretty much outperformed you. So mm-hmm. hopefully he can come into something. But I think you guys got something there. You guys got a, a, a fresh team pretty much, I believe. So I think you guys – and I always told Josiah, I think you guys could probably split maybe one time with the Chiefs. I, I really do because the division game, and I know the Chiefs are great. I know they got Patrick Mahomes and all that, but I really do think they could probably split one of those games. Uh, so I got them uh, I got them finishing second in the division. Maybe, well, you know, it's it'd probably be a wild card now since I always forget that extra team now. Yeah. So if they can just, because like I said, I remember just like how they're, your guys' road record last year, you guys did way better than what I thought mm-hmm. you guys were going to do. You it surprised me big time. So, and I was with the weaker team. So coming into this year with a better team, uh, car into the system again. Like I said, you got better weapons. And I know uh, Gruden is going to use rugs in some real creative ways. So, yeah, I think you guys can uh, finish second and maybe hit the wild card. Riley, what is your win total and expectation for the Raiders in 2020? Um, I said eight and eight. Uh, they have some – I feel like you're going to know a lot about them within uh, week three, week seven. Week three, they're at the Patriots – uh, week seven, they're playing uh, Tampa Bay, who also, you know, are, are a huge wild card team as far as how good are they going to be, like what kind of test are they going to be. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think if you if they have a decent record after week seven, then things get pretty easy for, I uh, get relatively easy for them outside outside of the division. Um, I mean, yeah, we talked about uh, Derek Carr and him needing to really step up. 
Uh, I want to see what Arnett does because uh, you guys just released uh, Ray's just released Prince uh, mm-hmm. Mukamura, so I would definitely want to see uh, if that kid steps up because they're obviously giving him the giving him the keys. I'd love to see what he could do. Um, obviously, too, I want to see what happens with Rugs because I had heard that they had been playing him out of the slot uh, in practice, and, uh, and that obviously kind of takes away from Hunter Renfro a little bit, who was a huge bright spot for you for uh, for the Raiders last year. So I'm really interested to see how that plays out because I feel like you'd want both those guys on the field. Um, also, can never forget the best receiver you have, uh, Nelson Aguilar. Um, oh man, great hands, great hands, and uh, I think he's going to help a lot. Um, but also too, uh, something that's underrated as well. You guys have Jason Witten on the team and he's super old and stuff. And obviously Waller's the guy, but it'll be nice to have him around to help teach Waller, uh, give him the, uh, show him the ropes, uh, more so. And also, you know, he's at least going to block and he's still going to have some hands. So yeah, you guys could surprise. I feel like you guys can, uh, the, the Raiders could, uh, uh, really surprise. I think, uh, could, like, you, like we were saying, you could take maybe one from the chiefs, maybe one from the Broncos, but I still have the chiefs and Broncos a little bit ahead. So Yeah. It could be a huge surprise. I think rugs could be huge. Go ahead, Josiah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, this is how I feel about the squad, man. So, anyway, yeah, man, I got us making the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I got a, uh, I got a, it's crazy because I got a few bets with Irv, man. We, we always have our annual, annual bet, you know, every year and whatnot. Always got a few of them on the line. So, we got a few bets going on and I, I just feel confident with the team, man. I just feel like the pieces that we added, you know, Henry brought up all the great points. Obviously, you know, one thing that a lot of people like to bring up is the schedule. Oh, the schedule's tough and you got to play this team. You got to play this team. But I was really impressed on how we did last year with the team that we had with all those road games in a row. We had like four road games or whatever it was. Yeah, set an NFL record. Yeah, man. And we did. We came out of there pretty solid, man. I, I think, you know, um, I think we, we came out of there two and three or three and three somewhere around there. You know, I know Houston. I, I still feel like we should have won that game that came down to the wire. And like I said, it was it was with less talent, you know, less talented players. So you got those players coming back, you know, the second year players and some third year players. And then you got the new players that we just added and some of the free agents that we added as well. And I feel like those players is enough to really get us at least a playoff berth, especially with the the added um the added uh seed now that 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 mm-hmm. each conference have. So yeah, I mean that that's just how I see it, man. I I really feel um to to go to what Riley was saying with Hunter Renfro from what I'm hearing, uh they yeah they've been they've been moving because you know John Gruden the way he. The way he schemes, the way he runs his offense, he's going to have rugs doing all type of stuff. I mean, the offense is really going to go through him, especially in the passing game. But make no mistake about it, Hunter Renfro is definitely going to be, you know, running out of the slot at least eighty percent of the time throughout the season. So you know, but I, I don't blame I, I don't blame Gruden where he has rugs because I feel like rugs is that talented. You know, he has that speed. You know, he has that getaway speed to really do anything. Go deep. He can he can play a slot. You know, he could do the screens. He could do just about anything. You know, um, I think the only question that we really had about him was his get off, you know, uh, and, and his route running slightly and whatnot, you know, but it looks like he improved on that a, a little bit, you know, just looking at him in, in camp and practice. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And then when you look, like I see, you look at the schedule, um, you know, Henry brought up a good point with the KC. You know, I've been back and forth with it, man. I mean, you know, at this point, because Derek Carr, you know, he's been with us for a while now and he's only beat them once, you know, and that was in Oakland. And I know mm-hmm. it's been different teams, it's been different coaches, different OCs, different head coaches, all that. I understand, but it just seemed like 
I mean, that's just the house of horrors for him. You know, I mean, he plays it. And, you know, I could see if they were close games. They're never really close. They're close probably the first quarter, you know, or maybe maybe the second quarter. But after that, he gets really – I mean, he throws these picks. It's just – it's crazy. He throws – you know, it seemed like if you look at his his records and you look at how many pick sixes he's thrown, I guarantee you most of them has came versus Casey. You know, so I I don't know. It's just like they seem to really know how to coach against them. But, you know, we'll see what happens with that, Uh, you know. But, yeah, early in the schedule, um, Carolina, you know, we'll see how that goes. It's it's definitely going to be – uh, you know, because we're playing in Carolina, I think we can get that one, you know, and then you go down and, and those first few games, really, I, I think New Orleans is going to be tough. I think we might be able to get New England, to be honest with you. It's yeah. in New England, but I just feel like because that offense, I think that's going to be a really close game. And if it comes down to who got to score the next point, I think we might be able to I think we might be able to do that. You know, I think we might be able to sneak that one in. And then Buffalo, that that's kind of like a toss up because of their offense as well. You know, although they have a great defense. So, yeah, I really like our chance. I'm not going to go through the whole schedule, but I got us finishing 10 and 6, 9 and 7, somewhere around there, wild card berth. Um, Derek Carr, like Henry said, man, and I, I've been I've been telling him for a minute, you know, shoot, ever since Brady decided to go to Tampa Bay, this is, this is it, man. This is it. You know, he has the pieces. It's no excuse. You know, Jordan, you was talking about on the chat. You brought up a good point and said, hey, you know, this is what the uh, the other the other set of car fans is going to say. Oh well, you know he had to play with all rookies. He had to play with second second year players, and th- they probably will say that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Mike Mayock. I don't think Mark Davis. I don't think John Gruden. I don't think any of them are really going to. If he has a horrible season or a bad season or it's just not good enough, they're not going to be buying into that. You know, not to what the fans are saying, and not to what you know anybody is saying. Any of the players that might be ride with them at that point. I think they will end up getting another quarterback if he happens not to play well. It won't be, it won't be. Oh well, he didn't have this, he didn't have that, you know, because he has the weapons. Yeah, they're young, but they're there, you know. I mean, if they're not dropped, like if they're catching the ball and stuff like that, and they're 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 breaking on the routes and things like that, and he's still doing the same stuff, you know, is third and four or fourth and four, whatever, and he's throwing the ball to the turf, you know, not giving his wide receivers a chance or not running away you know, running, uh, mm-hmm. you know, trying to basically get out of the pocket, then, yeah, he's he's out, man. So this is his year. However, I do think I went back on my word, you know, um, and I was laughing at Henry when I was talking about it. You know, I, I went back on my word because I didn't know how Carr, you know, I, at, at one point I felt like, you know, he's just, he's not the guy. You know, he's a good quarterback, but he's not a great one. He's not somebody, he needs a lot around him to really be great, you know. And I and I don't know if we have a lot. I don't know if we have that much for him to be great, but I think we have enough for him to be really good. You know, you count Josh Jacobs, the running back. Obviously, the offensive line is one of our best strengths. You know, um, so you know it's it's his year. So we'll see how to go. The defense, the defense has improved, but we just we got to wait and see. We got to wait and see. Um, like Riley, I'm waiting on our net. I was really high on him. They've given him the keys. We're gonna see how that goes. They must feel, I mean, it's not only that they feel real confident in our net, but Prince, I was hearing, was just terrible in camp. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate because I was happy mm-hmm. that we got him too. You know, I I, I like Prince over Eli Apple. Give me Prince oh, yeah. over Eli Apple. Oh, yeah. 
So I don't know. It's kind of, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I know you guys brought up depth. That's a good point. You know, was he that bad that he couldn't even be, you know, like a, you know, come in second, third string. I, that, I that, think he just wants to be in a spot where he can start at this point. Maybe. Yeah. And you know what? I heard he came in there real co- He came in there cocky and everything, man. I, I heard, I, I, I heard some stuff. So, uh, you know, that, 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 Gave him the door, so it which is, is what wild because he he's, he has not like been that great the last few years. So it's funny he that he's coming. Yeah, he had yeah. A okay. with that kind of swagger, like right, right. Well, you know, he's on a team with rookies that never, you know what I mean. Some of them second year players, some of them first year players. So he feels like he has that, you know, that edge, even regardless of him not playing that well. And I'm sure if we talk to him, he'd have a thousand excuses on why he didn't play that well last year. But anyway, he's he's out he's out the way. I like the linebackers that we added. And the defensive line, I, I really like that. You know, Farrell, we got to see what's going to happen with him. You know, I, I, I get – when I think about him, I get a little upset because I feel like they kind of gave up on him in a sense because now he's gotten bigger. They're, they want to force him into defensive tackle. So we'll see how that goes. I think he's going to be playing defensive tackle and defensive end. You know, so um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But the rest of the D-line, I like. You know, I like Malik Collins. And Hurst coming up the middle, and I like Max uh, Crosby, you know, coming defense end, you know, and like I said, the linebackers, linebackers now is one of our, it's probably our second, second, yeah, probably our second best unit or third best unit on the team now, mm-hmm. you know, especially um, adding uh, McMillan. So, yeah, I really like what we're doing, man, and yeah, I got us finishing second in, in the division. Yeah, I'd say I agree on second. I don't have us getting double digit wins. I looked at the schedule and I just came <clears throat> came away with nine right now. Of course, it's the NFL. You could drop one, you could drop two, you could pick up two. You know, we just, you just never know because it's the NFL. Tough to come by wins, and that can always fluctuate. Offensively, yes, I have been very critical of Derek Carr because I watch every single Raider game twice. And when I go back and I would watch in the All Twenty Two last year. Because at first I was like, nah, he doesn't have weapons because you look on paper and you see what type of players he's been working with since Gruden has been at the helm. Right. But then when you fire up the L22 and on key situations in games and numerous times through out the flow of a game, you see him missing open receivers. You see him getting rid of the ball super quickly when he had clean pockets to operate from. And In some of that regard, I don't know if that's kind of the same thing that happened to his brother where he, where Derek or David Carr was just to the point to where he saw ghosts coming at him all the time. And ever since Derek broke his leg, is he sort of seeing that same thing, you know, and not having the best offensive line right out of the gate before we signed, before we signed our right tackle and Trent Brown and before Colton Miller improved his play and before Gabe Jackson came back, maybe that was kind of bothering him. And before incognito suspension was done in 2019, maybe all of these things were swirling around in his head, mm. but he's become this guy right now who is, Hey, it's first and 10. I'm gonna pick up four yards. Stay ahead of the sticks. Mm-hmm. Then it's third and seven. Hey, I'm gonna pick up four yards. That's basically, and I've said this about him for a while, and he needs to prove he's not that guy. His contract suggested when he signed it that he's a franchise guy. Since other people have been signed since then, his cap hit is pretty friendly. But if you're going to be looked at as a franchise quarterback in the NFL, and as many quarterbacks are coming into the league and how 
prevalent it is to have a signal caller for your team that can throw the ball well, you got to be producing more than he has thus far. I always ask this question with quarterbacks. Are you a pilot? Are you a passenger? Are you a truck or are you a trailer? Right. There's few people who can be who can fit that pilot or that truck mold. And there's much more who can fit the trailer or fit the passenger mold. Derek Carr, when he was in 2016, looked like he was a pilot and a young one going to ascending to crazy heights. Now, I don't necessarily know if he's that either. You know what I mean? No, I don't know. you definitely nailed it as far as like the it's like whenever he has the um, enough time in the pocket. The more time that ticks by, even though his offensive line, especially you know, near the end of the year, was very solid, he still has that panic mode. And mm-hmm. it's like basically a guy in a breakaway who knows he's wide open for the land, and he still is blows it because he thinks he's going to get blocked, even though there's nobody there. It's like that. Mm-hmm. And once once a guy gets stuck like that, and he basically almost has like the yips to a certain extent. Right. Yeah, it's, it's tough to come back from that, e- even if he has the pieces around him, even if he's he has all the confidence from Gruden in the world. Once that flip, once that uh, switch flips, it's really right. tough to bring it back. So, I mean, I like Derek Carr. I think I think he's a solid quarterback. But, yeah, I think if he doesn't produce this year, especially under the new you know regime kind of in Vegas and the new look there, I think that he has to – they have to move on or at least try right. to find a solid replacement in the meantime. Right. I mean, we saw the, – the frustrating thing, just so I can t- attest to this, there were games where, like, he would – Throw the ball away on fourth down, you know, do the short, 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 short stuff, not let plays develop, not extend plays, all that. But then there'd be other plays where he would hang in the pocket. The Lions game, like he basically drove a game winning drive. It had been a very long time since we saw that. Granted, it's the Lions, but it's still a game in which he did that. So it's a big, it's a big, huge year for him. I'm out of the it's a prove it year for Carr after this because the pieces are there for him to work. He should have enough familiarity in John Gruden's system. Defensively, Jonathan Abram coming back this year. We only got to see the man for three quarters while he looked good in that time. This is going to be a big key within the Khalil Mack trade because he was one of those pieces. He was one of those picks. Abrams was. So it's going to be real pivotal to see how he functions. And we all know the kid has the brash and the bravado. We'll see if his game backs it up. We need a big year from LaMarcus Joyner, who is our highest paid defensive player right now. And he's going to be starting out in the nickel again. He did not look well there. That is his third position since he's been in the NFL. He was a corner at first, transitioned to safety, and then has been playing in the slot since. So uh, as far as Farrell goes, it's the last real dude I'll touch on. As far as he goes, I think we're going to kind of use him in that mold that Riley, your Seahawks had used with Michael Bennett back in the day when you guys were in your heyday where he was playing on the edge during your early downs. And then it was with those third and longs, those third and sixes, whatever he kicks inside of that three technique. And then we either pair him with Hurst or we can pair him with Collins, something like that. And I think that's not too bad of an idea because Jonathan Hankins just is not a pass rusher. He's a gap stuffer. So maybe that's how I expect us to use him. So, but I, I do think the team is much better. I do like the linebacking core, young secondary, but all the dudes I like. My guy, Amik Robertson, so glad that we got him. He may take a little bit longer to get on the field, but nine wins. It's an improvement. It's going to be very tough to push for 10 just because of how our division is. Uh, and uh, do we finish second? I'm, I got to say we finish second. There's no way I can sit here and honestly be like, yeah, the Broncos are better because I can't stand y'all donkeys. I just can't. So... <laughs> Yeah, 
second in the division, nine and seven with a ceiling of 10 and six. So that's what we have for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I don't know about you, Josiah, but one of these days when this pandemic done, I'm going to a game in Vegas. I'd be yeah, there this year. Cool. If it, what, yeah, I, think, I think that's how everyone feels right now uh, as a, right. every, every team fan like wants that. <laughs> because yeah. we want right. to see the Raiders on the schedule because that way, you know, in Vegas, because that's a vacation in itself. So trust me, I, I want it just as bad as you guys. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to have it happen. But we'll slide on next to those donkeys out there. I need to get on one of those bets you got with Irv Josiah because that dude be puffing, puffing his chest up. <laughs> that's why I be on him so tough. He'd be like, oh, why you be on Irv so tough, man? I mean, you know, they they point the finger at me, but Irv, be, he be talking. You know what I'm saying? He really do. Yes. Really do. I'll, I'll start it off with you, Riley, because uh, Seahawks uh, have somewhat of a recent history with them so i can't imagine you like this team in per se but i know you are a football guy who can watch it with fandom aside where do you have the broncos finishing i know you said you have them ahead of the raiders so i mean well here's, whatever and that's, that's word and, and i know that must sting for sure uh, that i would say that but honestly i just i i'm a big fan of drew lock i think that he's i think they, they have surrounded him with so many good weapons right now and yeah they're very young obviously sutton's coming into his own last year i think he's going to be a star um, obviously they got Judy and Hamler in the draft, which is huge. Both those Judy could be, you know, a pro bowler off the bat. If Locke can get him the ball, they have Fant who came on slow last year. Hopefully he steps up Gordon and Lindsay in the backfield. They have a lot of weapons and I would hope that, uh, he can use them accordingly. Um, yeah, they definitely, I, I love, I actually, actually love that offense. And I think that if Locke can, can put on for him, I think that they can, uh, do some damage. I think the defense is going to be a little better. Uh, they get Chubb back, obviously. That's a big deal. Uh, AJ, how do you say his name? Boy, boy, you. AJ Boye. Boye. Ah, uh, yes. We, I think he's an improvement over Harris right now. Um, I think Simmons is going to come back a little, a little angry, uh, because he always seems to get a little underappreciated. Uh, yeah, and I, I just think that they're going to put up a real fight. Like I said, you between the Raiders and between uh, and the Broncos, they're obviously fighting for second place at the moment. I mean, we don't know for sure, but that's how I see it. And uh, yeah, that could be really interesting. It could be really, really interesting. I think if, if I think it really comes down to if Locke and that young offense can put things together, especially when you have teams coming in to play um, in the altitude in Denver, uh, having that little edge as well. Uh, yeah, I think that they could push a little bit ahead. But obviously, Carr is playing with you know with his back against the wall, and you can never, you know, it's tough to go against somebody that has that kind of pressure. But yeah, I like him. I think Judy's going to be crazy, and I think Hamler's going to turn into the. Uh, a low grade version of, you know, the Tyreek Hill mold. You know what I mean? Those mm-hmm. guys are just so fast, so small, but are, you know, making big plays. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'll let you get to your take on them, Henry, in this division, but I want to ask you a question first, in particular to one player. Last year, we saw Von Miller have his worst season yet. Was that a sign of the cliff that is eventual to come because he is 31? Was it poor usage by Big Vic Fangio? Or was it just like, eh, he had a down year? I think he just had a down year, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Von Miller is one of the better pass rushers we've ever seen in this league. So I definitely – it's kind of, I think it's kind of like Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack had a down year, especially to his standards. I think it was just a down year, honestly. But with Von Miller, yeah, I believe it's just a down year. So just now, just speaking of the Broncos, you know, 
uh, me and Josiah was having this conversation a while ago. Drew Locke literally has all the weapons to succeed. You know, he has a tight end. He has the running backs. He has the the, the receivers. So he has all the tools. Offensive line is a question mark, of course. Uh, we'll see how they uh, work together this year. Last year wasn't too great. So we'll see how that offensive line works this year. Uh, Riley, you brought up KJ Hamler. Hamler, yeah, he he got the speed, but his hands. You know, he was one of the higher dr- uh, receivers in the draft with a high drop percentage, thirteen percent. Yeah, and that's very yeah, that's hard. That's harsh. So, so I don't know. So I don't know. Well, you know, he's been catching passes at practice, but practice and game is completely different. So I don't know. That's still iffy on me. Jerry Judy, he was. One, uh, he was my number one receiver. I think he had probably the best route route runner in this draft. So definitely a plus there. So, Drew, like I said, Drew Lock has all the weapons. So we definitely gonna see how he performs this year. Supposedly, you know, I guess John Elway, John Elway and them, they they think he's the guy. So we definitely gonna see this year. Yeah, with the defense, you got Chubb coming back from uh, the ACL that he tore in early last, uh, early in the season last year. So he's coming back. So that definitely will be a plus. Uh, Corners, you know, they lost Chris Harris, so that's still a, a question mark. They got one of the better safeties in the NFL with Justin Simmons back there, so that'll definitely help. And they got the pass rush, so, you know, it can, it can go both ways. You know, if that pass rush can get to the quarterback, you know, maybe it'll help that secondary out. But, I mean, if they're getting held up, I think the, I honestly think that secondary might get uh, might get torched. So I got them finishing third in division, as we just said, because I have the Raiders finishing second. But – if Drew Lock, you know, Drew Lock balls, good. You know, that that's good. I wasn't really too high on him when it was coming out of Missouri. So we'll definitely see uh, how he does. Like I said, he literally has all the weapons. He's got a Pro Bowl receiver with Cortland Sutton, who's one of the better jump, go, go up and get it wide receivers. You know, just made the Pro Bowl this year. Uh, like I said, we already talked about Jerry Judy. So we'll definitely, he definitely has all the weapons. No excuses. They'll see how he does. Indeed, indeed. I know it's hard for you, Josiah, to talk about the Broncos. No, I'm kidding. But w- you have them at third, as do I. And I guess the question that I would ask for you, this is the first year that that secondary is going to be without any member from what was pegged as that no-fly zone, being that Chris Harris left. He was the last lingering member. Where do you rank this secondary specifically in regards to the rest of the division? Uh. They would. I, I still would put them over us. I still would put them over us just because they, their, their, their players that they got are proven, right? You know? And and you know, I mean, they they lost Chris Harris, but they got AJ Bouye over there. Now he's not the same exact player, but he's still a solid and respectable corner in the league, you know. And they have obviously one of the best safeties in the league. We we've talked about him, spoke highly of him, and Justin Simmons, you know, um, uh, Isaac Yidem. I don't know if that's that how you pronounce his last name. He's solid. He's he's you know he still have some work to do. So I mean I still would put them, you know, second, third, you know, somewhere around. Obviously, you know, you got the Chargers first, and then I would have the, probably them, or then the Chiefs, and then them. You know, so but it it, it could like Henry said, it, who knows? It they can mess around and get torch. I mean, if AJ if he's on that cliff, if he if he's falling apart. You know, um, and Isaac don't improve, then you know it definitely could it they could get torched. So, but I would have them about yeah, I would have them about third or second. Okay, where do you have uh, Denver's? How do you have their season unfolding? 
so this is the thing, man. You know, and you guys brought up the good points. Obviously, with Drew Locke, I wasn't high on him at all coming out, you know. So when people, if anybody, oh, well, you know, you know, Jay's saying that because Denver, you know, not really. You know, I, I didn't really care for him coming out of Missouri. You know, he wasn't one of the top QBs. Now, I felt like they got good value for him. They didn't draft it. Did they drop it? Was it the second round or third round where they drafted him? I thought they got good value. Where I they think drafted it was second. Him. The second I round, want to yeah, say second round. Yeah, yeah. So it was a good, it was a good pick, especially with their situation. Their QB situation has been terrible, you know, ever since Peyton Manning's been gone. So I mean, you got to understand the pick. You know, John Elway's been terrible with his QB picks in the draft. You know, we all we all know that. But you know, that one, the value for it, solid pick. I just feel like there's a lot of people really riding the wave of the couple games that he played last year. I don't think he played enough. For people to feel like, oh man, he's going to be a top QB next year. I think it's more so of the weapons around him than what he really did last year. That's you know, such a great point. Because yeah, the weapons, uh, when it comes to when it comes to lock too, I've honestly had to. When I was thinking about this, I honestly had to consider too how much of my evaluation of him is tied into him singing Jeezy uh, in that video. <laughs> I swear, like I'm not joking. I think it might have swayed me to like when we're talking about putting them over the Raiders and me thinking that he's right. going to be awesome, that video might be a solid percentage of that. I'm, I'm I not was watching that game, bro. And I text my boy, who's a Bronco fan. And I was like, Hey, F y'all, but car would never. Dude, yeah, <laughs> I'm right, just going to be yeah. honest. Car yeah. would never do that. No, no. But yeah. So, I mean, definitely, I, like you said, uh, Jay, honestly, I when he came out of college, I wasn't high on him either. Um, and like, and, and it's really because Elway doesn't really uh, know how to pick QBs, so I was right. not sure he was going to do it. He did flash it a little bit, but uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, he obviously we understand that he is the the whole team right now. If he if he plays well, they'll do they'll exceed expectations. If he doesn't and he and he regresses a little bit, then we'll uh, you guys we'll see the Raiders really step up and hopefully we'll, uh, leapfrog them pretty easily. Right. Right, right. Yeah, and that, and, that, and and you're right. I mean, if Drew Locke happened to play the way everybody think he's going to play, then this team, yeah, they'll they'll finish second. Because when you look, I mean, their offensive line, it's a little weak. You know, that left tackle position, that right tackle position, the right tackle opted out, forgot his name. Juwan, is Juwan, Juwan James? James. He opted out. So that's it for him. Bowles is trash. So those two tackle spots, you know, that that's that's a concern. And Bowles you know, is but if, if, Yeah, he's he's terrible. You know, so if he led, like, since he's been in the NFL, the dude leads all linemen with 45 penalties since he's been in the league. That's why yeah. I didn't pick up his fifth year option. Right. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. He's terrible. With the pen- yeah. 45 yeah. penalties in three years. He knows he can't block. That's why he has to hold. I mean, he knows he can't block. You know, that's his go to. But yeah, the, the talent and then and then going back to the to the offensive line, they really didn't address it too much in the draft. You know, they, they got a really good center that could possibly that could play a little bit of guard and Lloyd Cushenberry, who was that's a really good pickup. But the, again, the tackle position, they didn't draft not one tackle, you know, and I don't think they really picked up nobody in free agency. You know, that that's that's worth, you know, I mean, anybody that's going to slide in and start or anything like that. So I might have to now because of Jawan being out. But yeah, Jerry Judy, that was a great pickup. Nobody thought he was going to fall that far. So that was a really, really good pickup. KJ Hamler, you know, Henry brought it up. Yeah, the speed is there, but he cannot catch. So he definitely have to work on those on those hands. One player they picked up, Albert O out of Missouri. The tight end. I, yeah, the tight end. I, I think he's gonna be a sleeper. I really do. I was mad when they dropped that. I think I think I think I said somewhere 
something and Irv was laughing and whatnot, you know, because I had him on my top 10, I believe is a uh, top college tight ends when we did the top 10 and when I believe I had him on there, he's I just, think we all did, yeah. he's a freak, man. He, he's, and I mean that in a good way, he's tall. You know what I'm saying? He's athletic. He's big. You know, that that's a player you can't miss throwing the ball to. So again, going back to lock, he has everything he has. He has the, uh, he has the running back. Now they got Gordon back there as well. That'll help take off some pressure from Lindsey. You know, they, um, again, the offensive line is a little shaky. The defense is there. I'm not, you know, I, I think to be honest with you, if Locke doesn't play well, I still could see this team probably finishing at least with seven wins. Just off the de- off the six or seven wins, at least yeah. with the defense alone. I mean, because the defense is, is, is they're talented. They're talented. Right. They you know? for sure are. And, and then. It's a great yeah. point, man. Yeah, and then their their um their head coach, you know, uh, and that's another thing too. I I like him as I I've, I've always liked Vic. I always thought he was a great defensive coordinator. When you become a head coach, it's something it's different. Now he finished off the season strong last year. He had his he he got his team to rally, and they did they did some good things. They started off I don't know how many losses they started off. They started off with four losses, came back one two. And uh, then lost two, then one beat beat the Browns, and then lost the two versus the Vikings in Buffalo. But then after that, the next what, next five last five games, games when Locke came in, when Locke came in, they went four and one. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, and so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Now, now teams got real tape on Locke, you know, and that's another thing too. I don't even think Locke played all that well versus us. The last game, you know, that, no. remember we went for two. I already brought this up. We went for two on that last possession and whatnot. And Carr happened to get the, the ball got swatted down and whatnot. So we almost we almost swept them. Should have beat them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, man, I, I think Denver is going to be a solid team. I got them finishing third. And yeah, man, I, I got them at least doing seven and nine. Yeah, seven to nine was what they were at last year, and I think that's a good standing for them. The, the the tiebreaker between the Raiders and the Broncos last year, we literally split home and away. We had the same record in division, same record on the road, same record, but it was like strength of schedule or one of those weird bamboozlements that places one team ahead of the other. Like it was so, yeah. it was so close, so close. But you had brought up a great point, Josiah. You said that. You said that Drew Locke himself didn't play so great and it was more of like the supporting cast. And that's so accurate because if you look at the yardage that he had in those five games in which he played, right. 53% of those passing yards were strictly yards after the catch. Mm-hmm. Wow, That alone, right there, I think it does actually attribute something to something right that Elway and that scouting department has actually done when it comes to drafting. Because if you recognize that... And then you go and get Jerry Judy, who is one of the best separators, at least that I have seen in the recent years in co- at the college level. Reminds me of Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley type. Ironically, those two are also Bama cats. But that's like just his type of game. And we had that discussion about him versus Lamb, who we have at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Henry were right there. But none of us were sitting there saying that Judy is anything short of being a very good receiver. And you're, you're right. The offensive line... Is just it, it's it's not going to be like all that great. They're basically banking on Graham Glasgow. If you're banking on a lineman that Detroit decided to let go, which he was solid last year playing guard and center, but that's what you're banking on him and Dalton Risner, who last year had a decent rookie season. But that's it. And beyond that, the offense. While I do like their pass catching weapons, 
nobody on this offense, except for Melvin Gordon, has been in the NFL for over three years. Not a single dude. Not a single dude. Been three years. Right. So it's it's pretty crazy to think about that, how young this team is and just how new everyone is to to playing together. And it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see how Vaughn does in Vic's scheme. I think some of Vaughn's lack of production was, was Vic was dropping him in coverage for odd yeah. reasons. I noticed that in week one a lot. Like, oh shoot, here goes Vaughn against Colton Miller and the backs on the other side of Derek Carr. Oh no, and it's third and seven. And then Vaughn would drop into coverage, and I'd be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but like now, now they bring back Bradley Chubb and we'll see how all that goes together. Alexander Johnson. I think I was the only guy to bring him up in our linebacker show. Alexander Johnson was last year a 28-year-old rookie, battled a lot of legal issues. So, but once he finally ended up getting on the field, I can't remember specifically when the Broncos selected him, but that dude, that dude's really good. And I think next year, if he continues to play, he at least put on the field last year. More people are going to remember that name. So I have them re- repeating at I'm going to say they go eight and eight. I really do. But at the same time, there's always that team in the NFL who doesn't have solid quarterback play, but it has a really good defense and like supporting cast outside of the QB that performs well. And we've seen this before with a Vic Fangio when he was a defensive coordinator, when they had Trubisky and they were getting 10 wins. We saw this before when the bills last year were playing and they went to the playoffs with Josh Allen. I think there's a chance this year that that team to be that squad is the Broncos. I certainly hope not because that means everything except for Locke is clicking. And then if that's the case, they're something that you don't want to play against. But that's not what I'm going to actually project. I'm going to say eight and eight, third in the division. And yeah, we're going to get them both times this year. I'm going to go ahead and say we will. Go ahead and say we will. But we will now move on, shift gears to the defending champs. Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to lead off just with this squad. Simply, I've always we've had our discussions about what it means to draft a running back in the first round. We've had that. We need to have that pod one of these days. We'll see if we do. <laughs> but I've always said that if your roster is right and you're good with the Western way that your roster is, and if you win a Super Bowl, I don't think anyone can tell you what your roster is or isn't. Right. And they right. went that route and they drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Right, right off the bat. So, and you just drop that type of dude into the offense, especially considering that Damian Williams has opted out and that they went and signed Kalecio Semele this offseason. And if he can be healthy, Josiah, he used to play for the Raiders. We know his capability. Yep. Right. It's just been health with him. He's even questionable right now in camp, but if he's okay come season time, that's a really solid piece to find. And then just the other playmakers there that I don't even have to mention. Everybody knows them. We'll see if they can kind of round into form. The only question mark, though, is really going to be on defense after losing Fuller. The defense rounded into form. After the season went on, they were able to retain Chris Jones. They were able to draft Willie Gay Jr. in the second round. And if that guy can keep his head on. The talent is there. The talent is really there for him. And Tyron Matthew, he was in our top 10 safety countdown. And you can deploy him as a weapon however you need. And I mean, what cannot you say about Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes? What can you not say about him? He's really, I think, honestly, he is the most talented 
most do the most amazing things we have ever seen from the quarterback position. And of course, he's not the best yet. We need to see this sustained for a long time. And that contract they gave him says they're going to invest in him for that. Exactly. So this year, yeah, Chiefs, I, th- I think you'd be, I think at this point right now, I can't see a reason to say they won't take the division again. Can't say a reason why they aren't going to be the favorite in the AFC yet again, simply because of who's under center and the weapons that you were able to keep in place for him. If we were to do, if we were to do our top 10 linemen, I would have had Mitchell Schwartz towards the top. I think the only tackle up there with him is, is the dude who's with the Ravens right now with you guys. I don't know why his name's slipping me right now, Henry. Ronnie Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. That like that, that's really it. And just beyond that, you add an Eric B and Andy Reed led offense. I don't see why they necessarily can't be at least in contention to repeat what they did last year. So I'm going to mark the chiefs first in the division. I'm going to say they go 12 and four next year as well. And are just the they 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 have the bullseye on them, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. So we'll go second to you, Henry. Do you disagree that they don't take the division and are the favorite in the AFC yet again? Yeah, they'll take the division. They're Twelve and four. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Especially with they gave Patrick Mahomes that big ten year contract. You know, you brought back Chris Jones. Honestly, I don't even know how they got all that money to do all this stuff. To be honest with you. Cause they just, That's true. Because, man, I remember they had a little chart of everybody's cap, and I remember they were, like, one of the worst teams with the worst cap. And, like, but they were yeah, – I, I remember that. Yeah. And Mahomes, like, Mahomes' contract, though, doesn't kick in until, like, yeah, two okay, years yeah, from yeah, now. Yeah, I get that. But then you get the Chris Jones, and then there was – I was just like, damn, how, how are they able to do all this? But, yeah, hey, whatever. I guess they was able to do it. But, yeah, you know, they, they did draft Clyde edwards Hilaire. He was my number one. Uh, Jordan, me and you have both had a number one, I believe. Yes, we did. So – Coming from LSU, he's he's pretty much a, he's a bowling ball, so he just bounces off tackles. So he'll be really really good for that offense. Of course, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, there's really not much to say about this offense. Everybody know about what this offense is. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the defense, Chris Jones, top three defensive tackle in the NFL. Really good pass rusher up the middle. So you know when you got that pass rush up the middle, can't be beat. Um, secondary is a little question mark. I believe one of their starting corners is suspended for the first four games, if I remember correctly. So um, which one is it? I can't, I forgot. Because it, it was yeah, I think it is Breland. Shot Breland. Yeah, I think it is Shot Breland. Right. So he would be suspended for the first uh, four weeks, and it's crazy because we play them week three, so he won't be there when we play them. So. But yeah, not, not not really much to say about the, the Super Bowl champions. They got the best quarterback coming back, of course. It's going to be tough uh, for the rest of the teams in the division. Like I said, I really do think the Raiders can beat them. The Chargers, they have the pass rush. When you can hit a quarterback, you always got a chance. So you never know with that with them. Um, so, but yeah, they'll they'll take the division one hundred percent, unless unless some unfortunate injury happens or something. Okay. Uh, Josiah, we'll kick it to you next. Do you have them at over or under 12 wins that Henry and I paid them for? I got them at 12. 12 seemed about right. You know, 12, uh, it's really hard to really, I mean, it's hard to, to go 12 and four, but it's even harder to go 13 and three. I mean, you know, especially if playing in our division. So yeah, 12 and four seemed about right or 11 and five, but I'll go with 12 and four. 
Yeah, like Henry says, really much not really to say. I mean, normally when a Super Bowl team win two players, you start losing players, but they didn't lose really anybody. You know, um, they still got obviously they still got Frank Clark over there. They was able to sign Chris Jones, which I kind of I don't know why I thought maybe because I really wanted us to somehow to get him. I was hoping somehow they wasn't going to be able to sign him. But they they got that deal done. Obviously, the fat contract with Patrick Mahomes, we knew he wasn't going nowhere. But just the money that's going to kick in the next couple of years, like you brought up, is just crazy. You know, and then the draft, they had a solid draft, too. You know, you brought up William Gay. I wasn't as high on him as most, but I do think he's going to be a solid linebacker. He just stay out of stay out of the way. He'll be he'll be all right. And then Clyde, man, it's hard not seeing him succeed in that offense. It's just I mean, the way Andy Reid is really about to use him in that offense is it's about to be amazing. So, yeah, there's really not much to really say. They they have the same team coming in. Rashad Breland is going to, you know, he might miss him. I never thought their secondary was all that great anyway, to be honest with you. But that yeah. offense is so good, and that D-line is good enough that <laughs> it almost don't matter. You know, they, they – remember, I was talking about that with last week or two weeks ago about, you know, the defensive line and, and, the, and the secondary go hand in hand. You know, defense line is playing real well. It could cover up with how good or, or how bad secondary might be. And they don't have a bad secondary. They're just they're solid, you know, but they they might not even be that. I think it's more because the defensive line is is pretty, pretty good, you know. So. So, yeah, man, then you you look at the schedule here. Uh, I got I know. Well, I won't even talk about that because we're doing the previews uh, pretty soon here. So I won't even talk about that. But they got the Texans coming up. And then they got the Chargers, the Ravens. That's going to be tough. The Ravens going to be tough. Uh, but New England, they could beat them. I got them beating us. You know, then they're at Buffalo. I mean, some of these games, I guess because they won the Super Bowl, it's kind of hard seeing them lose some of these yeah, games. Yeah, ever they pick will. them for the L. Right, right. It's hard to give them the L because they won the Super Bowl. But it's, this is a this is a National Football League, you know, and, and anything could happen. It's any given Sunday. We know that. That's what makes this sport so so damn good, the best sport there is. So, because you never know. So, yeah, their schedule it is what it is. Uh, their first, uh, one thing I will say, which is in their favor, their first five games is only two of them on the on the um, on the road, and one of them is the Chargers. And that's a good point. I, you know what? Now I think about it. I guess that won't matter anyway because there won't be no fans. So I guess that won't matter too much, really. I guess, but the Chargers say if they. <laughs> If if fans was able to be in the stadium, we wouldn't have to worry about that because they can't get no they they barely can get a thousand fans to show up to their game. So they they really don't they don't you know they don't have to worry about really traveling too much the first five games. Then after that they got Buffalo, they got Denver, and then you know New York and Carolina. I think they could beat those those two teams for sure. So yeah, you know I, I got them going twelve and four, winning the division. I hope Henry is right. You know, Carr got to show me. Carr got to show me because that he he just if we win, it's definitely it's definitely going to be in uh in Vegas. You know, so I guess if we did, because we actually our first game, their first our us playing them is going to be the first game is going to be in Vegas. So maybe we get that one. I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't really see them losing too much. Got them winning the division, and they're definitely going to be a force in the playoffs. I don't got them going back to the Super Bowl though. So, okay. Riley, do you have them coming out of the AFC? Oh, for sure. I mean, at least at this point, from what we know right now, I mean, looking at the schedule, I can only see a handful of games they could even potentially lose at Baltimore, 
I think Buffalo, on a, on a lot of these teams that we looked at that we're covering right now, uh, looking at their schedules, the Bills are one of those weird pivotal teams that could be a lot better, you know, than people think or, you know, could take a step up. I think them, I mean, maybe the Buccaneers. Other than that, maybe the Saints. Other than that, they, like every game, you never know with the division, obviously, because with the division, you never know. Um, yeah, on paper, they look fairly uh fairly unbeatable uh, as far as their schedule goes you guys all said 12 and 4 i said 12 and 4 or, th- or 13 and 3 um first of all i didn't know damian williams i didn't know he was uh i didn't know he'd opted out yeah like COVID. for them uh yeah uh totally understandable um i think edwards hilaire i think what he brings once they lost kareem hunt they just had some mostly finesse guys you know damian williams is not really a bruiser um you know lashawn mccoy's dancing around doing what he does um, you know, so now they finally have a guy, Andy Reid could just throw, throw downfield pretty much, uh, or roll downfield, I guess, and see how it goes. I think Hardman's going to blow up. Um, I, I mean, he, he's a, he's a Tyreek clone. If you have two of those guys running around, what are you supposed to do with Kelsey in the middle? I mean, what's, you know, Sammy Watkins will play two games and then I think, uh, it will probably get hurt or something. And then Demarcus Robinson, I think will step up because he had some games last year. I remember I had him in fantasy. Dude had like two, three games where he went off. Multiple so, TDs. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and obviously you got Chad Henney who's going to do great as far as QB uh, QB play goes. Um, he's going to run the team. He's going to make sure they're they're moving strong, moving quick. Uh, the young gun. Um, but no, I think Mahomes. I think that contract. I mean, you just do everything to keep him healthy. Everything you do to keep him healthy. And I think uh, Henry, you said it. I think that the only thing that can really stop them is a potential injury to one of their stars. Um, you know, one of those. You know, the only person that can beat you is yourself type things. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't come out. I think they, I think we all said 12 and four, I'll stick with that too. And yeah, I think that this, this is an easy one to, to wrap up in a sense, because I think they're coming out first in the AFC West and if they don't come out of the AFC, then somebody surprised, uh, surprised us. Yeah, big surprise. That don't happen. Big surprise. Henry heard you. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But the, the, before we get out of the AFC, the AFC, uh, I, I mentioned this after draft day and I'm still just so excited about it. This secondary, the favorite, my favorite part about this secondary, other than watching Tyron Matthew on all 22 is the fact that they have Traverius, Thacarius and Legarius. Absolutely love it. It's just, I love it so much. All in the secondary. Yep. Yes. East West Bowl. Shout out to Kim Peel. Anyway, we're going to slide over to the NFC West right now, and we're going to kick it off with a team that a lot of people are pegging for as a surprise squad, and rightfully so, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. This team has they went 5, 10, and 1 under first-year coach Cliff Kingsbury, who brought in his air raid offense from Texas Tech. And as the season went along, that offense, like, it changed and it adapted and it started to look much better than it did at first because in the preseason game, he wasn't trying to really show what he was going to do. It's kind of keeping it under wraps. And I didn't really understand that. But then as the year went along, he started to incorporate tight ends and do other things to maximize what they have with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. And there's a lot to like with him. There's really a lot to like. He can make touch throws. He can make velocity throws. He can escape from the pocket. He can, run and create plays downfield. The one thing I think he has to get better at though is functioning from a clean pocket in particularly. But uh, before I get too deep into it, I'll start off with you this time again, Josiah. Are they in the bottom of this division yet again this year or do they climb out of that spot? Yeah, I, I got them. Yeah, I got them finishing last. You know, me and Henry got a bet. I don't know if you remember it. So I definitely 
got them finishing last. I have the well, our bet is the Rams in Arizona. Who's going to finish with the better record? So I got to definitely, I definitely can, have. Can the can the fans know what the wager is? Yeah, I think what is it? Henry? Is it twenty? I think 50? I think so. I think, I think it was twenty. Twenty dollars. Yeah, Me twenty dollars. Okay, he's gonna hold you to it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> live on air. <laughs> yeah, you know a little. I mean, I, I just think yeah, they're they're gonna finish. I hate to say that too because I really like the team. I really like what they did. They 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 really they have one of the one of my as far as drafting goes. Um, they really did some good things. I like the pieces that they added and the coach. You know, I, I was unsure if that offense was really really going to work. Like you said, it really took it. It took them a while to really adapt to it. Which I mean, sometimes that happens. You know, when you're bringing in a new scheme and offense, you got young players. Some of them rookies, like Kyler Murray, who's running the offense, who's the captain of the offense. But once they got going, they got going, man. And if you look at their wins, you know, if they, they're, they'll outscore you. That's really, you know, what they were doing. They were really outscoring teams. Cause some of these wins here, you look at Cincinnati, you know, although Cincinnati was Cincinnati, you know, they beat them 26, 23. Then they played the a Falcons who could be really explosive on offense at times, you know, it beat them by one point 34, 33. Then, over here in New York, 27-21, you know, and then some of the later games at the bottom, you know, shout out Riley here. They beat out Seattle, 27-13. Yeah, you know? Brett, Brett Hundley, their star QB, beat us. Oh, uh, okay. Very upsetting. That was a very upsetting game for sure. <laughs> and then uh, 38-24. So, you know, they they can score. They can put up the points. I just think that division is – this division is tough. This division is really, really tough, but I like what they did. I think Kyler Murray, he was my number one quarterback coming out. We kind of talked about this last week when we was talking about Dwayne Hask- Haskins. I just, I didn't think it was close. I mean, he he's accurate with the ball. Uh, like you said, I think one thing he kind of needs to work on is staying in the pocket a little bit more, but he'll get that. You know, I, I think he'll, a lot of QBs that like to run the ball, you know, they think run first, most of them when they get to the league. Um, so that, that kind of, that comes with, that comes with their, their, their game, you know, and hopefully they're able to adapt. And I think he'll be able to, I think he'll be fine and he'll be able to do, adapt to it. I think he fits that offense fine, you know? And, um, and then again, uh, touching on their, 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 um, let's see here, their draft, you know, they, they, I, I really like what they did there. You know, um, they needed offensive line help. They was able to get one of the better tackles, Josh Jones in the third round, which kind of surprised me because, I think I had Josh Jones going early second, mid second, and they was able to get him in the third and they needed help there. Remember, and we were talking about, cause they really, they only got one tag. They probably could use another offensive lineman because their offensive line was bad last year. I think he was sad. It wasn't that bad though. It was. No, it, it was. was. I disagree. Oh, I disagree. Boy. Look up, look how many times. Now this could, this, this could, this could play a role as far as how many times he got sacked. It could it's, play. That's him. I know that could play a role, but that's not all him. Come on now. We can't say, you know, all the times. he. I can't remember how many times he got sacked. Was it 50-something? 50, 50? I can't remember. We talked about it on one of the podcasts. It's like 52, 53. He got sacked a lot, and a lot of them were when he's, like, evading a clean pocket, not stepping up, trying to, like, ref, like he I was responsible for so many of those. Yeah, but I can't give them all those. I, I just don't. I'm not giving them all. No, not all. I mean, yeah. but I think this offensive line is very underrated. 
I don't know about that. I think I, I think they need offensive line help, and they and they got that, you know. Um, and they got and you know, and I don't blame them. Going back to the draft, I don't blame them getting uh, picking up on um, Isaiah Simmons. I thought that was a really good pickup. You, I mean, he to everybody to the most part, he was the best player coming out this draft. So you know, he fell eighth. I don't think nobody thought he would fall that far. They picked him up. Can't blame him. Then they got Josh Jones, who I just talked about. Then they got uh, Lucky Futu out of Utah, who I really like. I think he'll be more of a nose tackle, but he's going to eat up. He's going to eat up a lot of those blocks, a lot of double teams, sometimes triple teams. Uh, he just, you know, if he's like big guys like him, you know, if they if they could if he could stay healthy, then I think he'll be a force. And then they uh, added Rashard Lawrence, you know, out of LSU, who I thought is solid too. So. They they addressed the 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 defense big time because they needed to, you know, and they they picked up a tackle, uh, 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 one of the I think we I think Josh Jones I probably had him like fifth or sixth, so yeah I like what they did man I like what they did but I do have them finishing last. Okay, uh, Riley, since this is your division, we'll start it off with you. Are they last with the division where your Seahawks rely? No, see here's here's the funny thing about this team is that they scared me the most of any team they frustrated me the most of any team this offseason um i think that they're gonna be i think they could surprise i think they're good like it, it, they're the broncos in the situation like we just mm-hmm. talked about uh if they can step up kyler can take that extra step like like was mentioned he got really jumpy at certain points in the pocket you know he's not comfortable yet he's he's he wants to run in when he was uh oklahoma he was running around a lot had to figure it out you know create in the nfl he has more time he doesn't really realize it yet um, so hopefully he figures that out. Um, I mean, to watch them get DeAndre Hopkins for a second rounder uh, just hurt me, hurt my soul pretty deep. Um, that was not fun to see. Uh, I think the tight end play is going to be pretty weak. Um, oh, by the way, Christian Kirk, that guy is – I think he has the best chemistry with Murray already. Um, I think he's their definitive number two, which is weird to think of Larry Fitzgerald as like a, a clear number three. It um, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Uh, Isabella right. made some big plays. He's just one of those guys like, you know, you get one, maybe two catches out of him, but they'll be big. Uh, I think Drake steps up uh, again. Isaiah Simmons talk about their drafts, man. Isaiah Simmons to watch him understanding that that's another guy in our division. Who's now going to chase Russell Wilson around um, and potentially hurt him. I don't like that at all. Great player, but I'm really frustrated by that, by that pickup for them. Uh, uh, Henry you talk a lot about Jones and how far he fell in the draft. I was screaming at the TV for John Snyder to, or John Schneider to pick that dude up. Um, you know, we just needed some, so we've needed some tackle help ourselves and that would have been very nice. Um, I don't think that they're last. I think that they end up uh, sneaking up and cause here's the thing I'm, I understand I, as a Seahawks fan, I'm worried about the Niners, you know, as the defending uh, NFC champions, but at the same time, I know what to expect from them. And so I can kind of taper that to myself. I can understand how that's going to work when it comes to the Cardinals, like the Broncos, like they just are, too there's too much mystery behind him you know if certain guys step up big if simmons is big if hopkins does what he does obviously and comes up big if kyler steps up if key small key pieces end up doing making little changes or you know improving certain areas a little bit they could be really good and so it freaks me out um i think they'll end up at third in the division but if they are second i would honestly not be shocked i'll say that really yeah, wow. I would not be shocked. And I could be wow. way wrong on this, and I would accept that too. But I honestly, they freak me out. Because now that Kyler has Kyler has Hopkins, Fitzgerald, and Kirk to throw to, he's really no tight ends. He has those guys. 
Drake was doing great. I think at those guys, that offense, if Murray clicks, I think that that's a scary, scary offense. And I think the defense will do enough to do enough to keep them in games defensively. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think they end up in, in third. I think they'll definitely do better than the Rams. But um, yeah, I, I mean, if they got second, I wouldn't be completely shocked. And if not this year, next year, they're going to be very dangerous. Henry, would you be shocked if they were second in the division? I would be because they, they, they got the talent. They got a bunch of talent. We got to see how that old line holds up. But, you know, we just talked about all the, the receivers that they have. And, man, when, when the Ravens played them week two, that, that 5 wide was giving us problems. Uh, you know, receivers is everywhere. And I like the concepts that that the coach was, was having the receivers run. It was really, really yeah. nice concept. So, Going into the second year, they could be even more dangerous. Like I said, me and Josiah have a bet. I honestly think that the Cardinals are going to be better than the Rams. I really do. Uh, I know they got the best defensive player in all of football, but I'm still a little questionable about uh, golf. Uh, Todd Gurley isn't there. We know how much a big part of their offense he was. So I definitely – I wouldn't be surprised if they would finish second either. I really wouldn't because they, they got tons, tons of talent. But I got I got them – finishing third in the division because like i said i think they're going to be better than the rams oh interesting how do you feel that what record are you giving them by the end of the year i give them i'll give them eight and eight i haven't finished in 500 okay because this division is tough yeah probably Uh, probably the best division of football i was just going to ask you that is this the best division of football yeah I, I, i think so too and and as far as this team goes, like they have a lot of they have a lot of different pieces on on both sides of the ball that could go one way. You had mentioned that, Riley. And before we move on to the Rams as well, I think they're going to finish third as as well. I have the Rams behind them. But one thing in particular, when I do look at the defensive side of the ball, because I think there's a lot to like on offense, and there's a lot of question marks more so, or things that can be left to be proven on defense. Chandler Jones is basically everything for that pass rush unit to get after the quarterback. After him, it's like you're just banking on Lecky Fotu, who you brought up, Josiah. I remember you were huge on him coming out of Utah, and I watched that guy a lot because he was a Pac-12 dude. And if he fixes that pad level, that dude's going to be a monster. He's going to be a big-time monster. And they brought over Jordan Phillips to also man that nose tackle if Lecky's not quite ready when it starts off. And last year, Jordan Phillips had one of the oddest – seasons with Buffalo that I can remember from like an interior pass rusher. The dude had six, 362 total pass rushes out of 362 that led to 29 total pressures. That's a pretty low number, but yet and somehow 10 of those resulted in sacks. That is not repeatable. Like how I've never seen a dude do that's like the opposite of Brandon Graham with the Eagles. Brandon Graham is always super high in terms of his total pressures, but he's never had 10 sacks. So it's like, I don't necessarily think that type of production can be relied on when you're talking in terms of sacks directly or what, what have you. So this defense is the secondary in particular. Buda Baker just got a huge deal, huge, huge deal. Yeah. A lot of money. I necessarily wouldn't have, yeah, well, I mean, they also got Byron Murphy over there who they're going to be relying on for and improving because he could not function last year on the outside. Maybe they kick him in to the slot. That's where also Buddha functions pretty well himself. Buddha is as far as a, like when he's attacking the line of scrimmage, 
that's where he's in his that's where he's in his bag. And Patrick Peterson last year, let me ask you guys the rest of this. Do you think Patrick Peterson's on the decline? Yes. Yeah, I'll definitely say yeah too. He wasn't even our did we no, he wasn't he was not in our top ten. He was not in our honorable mention. And I'm so glad he wasn't. Shout out to us. No, honestly, as a as a Seahawks fan, when you watch Patrick Peterson in the last few years, even even before people really started talking about the decline, he might have done okay in certain points, but he was getting beat deep all the time. Yeah. Um, it seemed like, and uh, you know, even even you know, on long runs, uh, Marshawn's famous run against the Cardinals that is forgotten oh, yeah. about because of the, the beast quake. quake too. Yeah, beast quake too. You watch that, and he makes Peterson look foolish. And I, I mean, obviously, they're they're it's a different size, different size people, but. Um, but yeah, as far as that goes, Patrick Peterson, we've watched him get beat deep, uh, playing Seattle, uh, numerous times. I mean, he's still a great, he's still a guy you want on your team most likely, but, uh, as far as him being a superstar, like he was for a minute there, uh, I think he's definitely regressed off of that for sure. Absolutely. Anyone who has NFL game pass all 22, turn on the coach's film of when he went against the Rams and just ro- watch Robert Woods annihilate him, yeah, eat him up just annihilates him. Like he's nobody like they are like, no, nah, we like this matchup. We're good. He got 11, 12 targets in one game and went for like one forty six. All of those were against Patrick Peterson. So anyway, they have Robert Alford. He's out for the season. A couple of weeks ago, he tore a peck who was going to be their second corner. So there's a lot of question marks there just within the secondary and on the defense. But I do love the draft pick of Isaiah Simmons. He was Henry and I's top linebacker coming out. I got them second in the division overall when it breaks down, but they're going to be a fun team regardless. We'll move it on now to the Rams who last year actually were second in the division. But as far as I get it, the only person out of all of us talking right now who doesn't have them in last place is Josiah. So I'll let you start off with why you think they'll be better than the Cardinals. Well, I mean, it's not so much, you know, the experience is one thing. But and, and we're really high on the Cardinals, the offense, and we think the offense is going to be really good. But we still got to see it. You know, um, we got to see it in spurts last year. So they got to they got to continue to do it. And this is a team right here that they know what they're doing. You know, um, they did lose Todd Gurley. Um, unfortunately for him, you know, it's it's it could have happened anyway because of his health anyway. I mean, the way his, his knee is going, he, he's he probably don't. I hope I'm wrong, but he probably don't have much longer in the NFL. You know, um, hopefully I'm wrong on that, you know, because you never want to see anybody get hurt in any sport. But they picked up Cam Akers, you know, and and I wasn't too high on him. But I really like what McVay is able to, to do in his offense, you know, and if he feels like he's the guy that he really could – you know, add to that offense and not make him necessarily talk. He's not going to be Todd Gurley. He's, he wasn't Todd Gurley coming out. He's not going to be Todd Gurley, you know, necessarily in that offense. But I think he'll be enough to be able to get that offense right back on the or right, right on on the right track. You know, and Cooper Cup, he, he's he's still there. You know, um, Van Jefferson, somebody that Henry was really high on. You know, uh, which is which he is a solid route runner, and then they and then the tight ends. I just feel like they have the experience, you know, and you can't sleep on, you know, their secondary. You know, the defense is still there. I, I do feel like the Cardinals have a better defensive line, but obviously, you know, they this guy over here, the guy you know everybody knows to be the best defensive lineman in the in the league. They got him over there, and Aaron Donald, Michael Brock, Michael Brockers is solid. And then, like I just brought up, their 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 secondary. I like their secondary over uh, the Cardinals' secondary. So, 
you know, I, I really think just really experienced, you know, that's why I would have them over uh, the Cardinals. But this, but this, like you guys brought up, the divi- the division is real tough. You know, it's a tough, tough division. You know, um, I think it's one of those, it's one of those things where it could be the Cardinals finish, you know, with six wins somewhere around there and the Rams finish with about eight wins, you know, so it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be where it's all, you know, 10 and six or anything like that, especially the way I got the division, you know, uh, you know, it's finishing anyway with the the other two teams we're going to talk about. But yeah, that's why because of the experience they have, the players they have, the offense, everything. You know, we still got to see more from the Cardinals. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Riley, you you guys had a tremendous Thursday night game last year with as a Seahawk fan against the Rams last season, and I remember it was it was one of the, it was the first Thursday night game where at least it felt like from a fan perspective we were really plugged into it. And they're they're a tough team, but do you think the Seahawks are able to sweep them this year? I, I, I'd love to say yes. Yeah, every year I'd love to say yes. And then well, it's an option. Up, yeah, no, they always end up sneaking. Uh, they always end up sneaking one out. Going into the year, I always say yes. That is my choice for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, no matter how good I think we are, they always steal one from us. And we only won that game in Seattle because um, was it Zerline who was kicking? Yeah, game. and he missed it. Yeah, and he missed it, and uh, you know, and that's like he's a great kicker. So the fact he missed that, I mean, we kind of they kind of handed us that one to be honest. Um, but yeah, they're a great team. I mean, like I said, with Isaiah Simmons and Chandler Jones in Arizona, having Aaron Donald and Brockers uh, chasing uh, Russell Wilson around as a Seahawks fan is a nightmare. Uh, especially Brockers. Brockers always ends up balling out against us for sure. Um, yeah, defensively, I'm not as worried about them. Uh, I do want to see how Taylor Rapp how he uh, continues to play. I think last year, year he had some bright spots and he had some low points for sure. He's actually from uh, Bellingham, Washington, where I'm from. So uh, it's actually pretty cool that, to see him do that. It actually sucks. A lot of the UW guys that I'm fans of, uh, they end up going to other NFC West teams, which is not fun. Right. Um, yeah, it's been <laughs> not fun to see that. But I definitely want to see how he plays because they have a, you know, when you have Ramsey, you have John Johnson out there. Um, I think that that's, if he can play well, that at least solidifies their secondary a little bit. Um, and on offense, I've never been big on Goff uh, ever. I think that you know, there's a lot of questions with him on his consistency. Um, running backs, kind of a question, obviously, as far as you know, who's going to step up. I think they'll have a good running back out of Acres or Henderson. I'm just not sure which one's going to be the one to really step up. Um, and it's so odd because on this offense that I'm basically looking down on, it's weird that I would also say they have three pretty underrated pass catchers in Woods, Cup, and Higby. Um, Higby tore us apart. Uh, tight ends usually give the Seahawks some trouble, and he, he tore the Seahawks apart. Um, so he's great. Obviously, Woods is crazy. Cup, when he's healthy, he's nuts. Um, so, yeah, if Goff can keep giving them the ball, he's got a shot, and they always have a shot. But I just think that this team in, in another division would be, uh, you know, could compete for the division. I just think be, them and Arizona, I think it's going to be very tough uh, to get into the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I see Arizona just having the more potential to, to play big. But I mean, if the Rams get third in the division, they you know they beat Arizona a couple times, or they sneak one against us or something against the Seahawks or something. I think that um, they could potentially be third, but I just don't see it. I don't. Yeah, I'm just not high I hear on. that. Yeah, I hear that. I know Henry, you share the same world that they're not. You're not too high on them either. What's your win total for them? Uh, I give them six wins. I give them six wins. Like I said, the divi- you guys are they're playing in the toughest division in the NFL. Like I said, we're gonna see how. 
well Goff does without when Turk Todd Gurley is not in that in the in the backfield and in that play action isn't as effective because their running game isn't as effective. But Cam Akers is a good running back, so we'll see how he does going into you know his rookie year. Uh, you, uh, Riley brought up good points. They do have three really solid pass catchers, so they definitely got some weapons to help Goff. But and then they the left tackle Andrew Whitworth. How old is he? But thirty seven, thirty eight. I was gonna say like fifty one. Yeah, that's something <laughs> no, crazy. he's old. Like, yeah, so. he's still the best dude on that line. Yeah, he is, <laughs> he is easily, easily he is. So we'll we'll see if he can hold up, you know, this year, especially with you know what's been going on with the COVID and whatnot. So we'll see how he holds up. So that's an also an also another big uh, question mark for them. Uh, as far as the defense, you know, they still got Jalen Ramsey. He, you know, he's almost going into that contract year, so you know he's going to be wanting an extension. Of course, Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in football. But I don't know. I just and I know Sean McVay is really one of the better, younger, innovative coaches. You know that we have. But with this division being so tough, with the Cardinals getting better, Seahawks, Russell Wilson, not much to say about that, of course. And then with the Niners, it's just – I just I honestly don't see them better than none of those teams. I don't. So I got them finishing last in the division. Yeah, I'm with you. Just mainly having them at the bottom of the division isn't to say they're a bad team. I think you put them in a different division. Their record's different. But if they got to face these three other teams two times a year, that's just too tough to assume that, okay – you're going to be able to overcome all that and based on whatever else is on the schedule. So yeah, I'm with you guys with them being at the bottom. And to me, the ad of Cam Akers, like I think Cam Akers is an is he's a, going to be a good back. He's talented. But this team is really the evidence to me of your running back is is more or less, not always, but more or less how your offensive line is. And this is relevant with how Todd Gurley was with this squad. When Jeff Fisher was there, and that offensive line was playing well, he had some success. Then Jeff Fisher going seven and nine like he always did. The offensive line was not very good before they brought in Andrew Whitworth, before they brought in, was it Austin Blythe? And he wasn't having a very good season. Then they bring in those two. The offensive line plays better. Gurley does well. Gurley gets hurt. Then Daryl Henderson looks great. They bring in CJ Henderson into a playoff game and he's doing well. So I think this team would realize that, look, if our offensive line is solid, then our running game will work. So why not draft an offensive line instead of drafting Cam Akers where you did? And they didn't do that. And I understand they're like, well, we need someone in the passing game that Goff can just throw to to get cheap and easy yards. Maybe that's the philosophy there. But I just didn't really necessarily agree with it. We'll see this year how it functions. I think we're going to see a lot less 11 personnel. We know that's something that Sean McVay did one running back, three wide receivers, one tight end. I think this year we're going to get a lot more of where we have two tight end sets and two wide receivers and one type of one back because Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett are difference makers from those positions. And Higby, he was in our top 10 tight ends and he can function in the run game as a blocker and he can function as a pass catcher. So defensively, really, really like some pieces in the secondary and some pieces on the line. I think this is a top heavy unit. Aaron Donald, of course, don't need to really talk much more about him. Shout out to Samson Abukum. Like Taylor Rapp is from your neck of the woods, Riley. Samson Abukum is right from like down the street where I grew up as well. So Nigerian born, however, but came out and played his high school football at one of my rivals when I grew up. So, Uh, but Jalen Ramsey and John Johnson back there. Shout out to Troy Hill, former duck as well back there. So, 
But uh, beyond that, after they got rid of Corey Littleton, there's not much outside of a bookum from this linebacking core that you're honestly liking. Really? I mean, Kenny Young, Micah Kaiser, Leonard Floyd. No, thank you. So I have them in the in the bottom of the division. Again, mainly that's due to just who else is there with them. So we'll see how the Rams we'll see how the Rams work out this year. And so we will move on into the next team. Riley, I'm going to let you start out with your squad. The Seattle Seahawks took second last year in the division. Is this the year you guys make a deeper playoff run? And if so, why? Well, we are. There's really like one term that kind of sums it up for all Seahawks fans Uh, on Twitter. It's been big for a long time, but it's kind of reached the Seahawks and Carol and even Russell Wilson's commented on it. And it's let Russ cook. Uh, we are 56 and 0 in the Russell Wilson era when we lead by four at halftime. Yet we, especially last year, um, we just don't. We want to run the ball all the time. And yes, that's good to establish the run, obviously, for that play action. But Russell Wilson has no MVP votes in his in his career. Yet is considered one of the best players in the NFL. And uh, we need to let him work. Uh, you let him throw. You let him throw often. Let him throw early let him do his thing. I mean, we've even seen him when his uh, last season, there was a drive, a particular drive where his, uh, where his thing, or he went out, uh, his helmet went out and he ended up having to, um, he ended up having to call plays on his own. (laughs) And he went out and he, and we scored a touchdown. So he knows what he's doing. Um, It's really just, it's really just a matter of getting him, uh, letting him work. He has DK Metcalf now, Tyler Lockett out there. And also something about those two is that they only had about one or two games during the season where they overlapped, uh, where they were both healthy, not healthy. Lockett was a a lot. Metcalf was healthy, but Lockett was hurt. And then Metcalf, once he kind of got into his own and kind of started to understand things a little better, that's when, um, so yeah, they only had one or two games like that. If they're both healthy coming in, that's huge. Um, Greg Olson is there and he's potentially healthy. Disley's potentially healthy. Those two guys, if we can get a full season out of one or both of those guys combined, that's huge. Russ just makes tight ends better. Uh, that's what he does. Jacob Hollister last year, our third tight end, he was on the uh, Patriots practice squad. He looked uh, good. He looked great, and Russ made him look great. Uh, he, you know, he was solid, but if you look at him, he's not that big. He's not that fast. Russ just put the ball in his hands, and he was good enough to catch it. Um, so, yeah, Disley, Disley and Olsen, if they can play – uh, can get some games under their belts and stay healthy. Uh, they're going to cook. That they're going to be nuts. Um, I think Carson's being healthy is huge. I mean, last year, the, what really killed us in the playoffs last year, in the what killed the Seahawks in the playoffs last year, is Carson and Penny were both out. Um, you know, by the time the playoffs started, we lost two running backs that had both come into their own and had been playing out of their minds. We lost them both. So you know, we also got Carlos Hyde as insurance, which I I don't mind that at all. I think that's honestly a solid pickup to have if he's like yeah. your third running back. That's not bad. Yeah, the offense, it starts – I think that the offense is a huge reason why we go off. Um, yeah, we know why. If Russell Wilson is allowed to go off early as opposed to playing from behind in the second in the second half, which he always does well in the second half, we will win a lot of games. No matter who we're playing, we're going to win a lot of games. I think this is the year he's an MVP candidate. I think he pushes hard for that. Um, yeah, so on offense, that's what we're dealing with. On defense, I think uh, it's a completely different story to a certain extent. We – Gave Bruce Irvin uh, $6 million to come back to us. And uh, Everson Griffin signed with the Cowboys for $6 million. Right. So 
our defensive line is a mess on the outside. Jaron Reed, we paid too much, but he's solid. But we paid him way too much money. Puna Ford's underrated in my eyes. I think he's really solid. Um, but LJ Collier has to obviously be big. Uh, he didn't even play last year. He got he, he, the coaches just didn't let him play. Sometimes he didn't even suit up last year as our first rounder. There were times where he was just healthy and he just was not there. So we need him to step up huge. And what I'd like to see, honestly, is a certain dude named Jadavian Clowney re-sign with us. I think we need to make that happen no matter what we have to do. I think we have to do that or we're going to be in some real trouble And as, as far as that goes, which sucks because our, our back end is amazing. Um, we have uh, Shaq Griffin. Uh, he's been, he was, he's really underrated as well. He's been really big and has not gotten the, I think this is the year he kind of starts getting the praise that he deserves a little bit. Yeah. He um, was solid last year. Real good. Yeah. I mean, you have Quentin Dunbar who somehow uh, beat his charges and, uh, and is hopefully not going to be, um, suspended. Did y'all read that story? It's wild. It's absolutely wild. Like that whole, the moment that came out, I thought, oh, okay, well we just lost him, you know, yeah. uh, a guy with a lot of talent. He's gone and there's nothing we can do about it. And then, you know, all this plays out. And at first it said that they had committed the crimes and then they said that the witnesses all, none of the witnesses came forward. And then it was, they were paying the witnesses. And now somehow Quentin Dunbar has got out of it altogether. Makes no sense. I, I don't yeah, have that's any a questions in and of itself. Yeah. I don't have any questions for it. I was just glad to see it. And we all want to move on and hopefully he can do his thing because he's very talented. Um, and obviously Jamal Adams, which is a huge get a uh, huge get. He is already in camp. He is lighting people up. He is, uh, pushing Russell Wilson. Uh, he's pushing the defense. He, that swagger that we had when Sherman, Earl, and Cam were there, um, we're starting to get some of that attitude back a little bit, and that's obviously huge for us. The defense has looked tired the last couple seasons. Um, we just look tired, look out of it. You know, A lot of times we're playing from behind sometimes. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a big deal. Quandre Diggs is also a huge deal because – Super underrated. I mean, he's 25. Jamal Adams is 25. When they traded him from Detroit – the Lions almost like boycott. They almost went on strike. They were so angry because he was the defensive captain at 25, and they were so angry that they traded him because it was like he's a building block for us. Why would you do that? Um, he was hurt a little bit when he came through, but when he's healthy, he's he was playing amazing. Um, and the real the real uh, the real surprise that people are going to talk about, I think, remember the name Marquise Blair. He is. Uh, we drafted him last year, I believe, in the second round. Um, didn't play a lot last year, but when he did, he played great. And, uh, yeah, explain, just expect big, big things from him. He has been the best player on defense in camp by far, even better than Jamal. He has outplayed Jamal at certain points from what I've heard. And, uh, and that a lot of people didn't want to get Jamal because Jamal Adams, because, uh, Marquise Blair, they expected a big thing. So having him around to throw him around, it can also help. We can move Jamal Adams up to the line to, to rush a little bit because obviously we're going to need that. Um, yeah, I think that the back end is going to be the strength, but that we need, we really need the defensive line to put on some pressure to, to take some pressure off of the back end all game. Um, and just to sum it, just at the end of that, you know, Bobby Wagner's doing his thing. Uh, KJ Wright's doing his thing that they've been doing since their Super Bowl wins. Jordan Brooks got a lot of uh, people really were upset. We drafted him in the first round. I was as well off the bat. Uh, I freaked out about that. I remember that. you texting me, bro, like, please tell me that we didn't just shit the bed. Yeah, I was pissed. I was pissed. <laughs> I but, honestly, but the more I read into it, the more I realized he's Bobby Wagner light you know that's that's the whole vibe is that i mean he's bobby wagner like emaciated yes yes (laughs) but still okay he's on my team now he's on the team now so you know he's uh he's good to go uh but no honestly he brings a lot of what wagner brings um and i think he's gonna start off the bat 
Um, so I think we're just going to throw him in the fire. He's learning from Wagner and Wright, who are obviously uh, great, great players and uh, and have been for a long time. So at least he's learning from the right kind of people. Um, yeah, I honestly think uh, that we – I think we're going to win the division. Um, and I think – and a lot of that hinges on Clowney, I'll be honest. If we have to get Javion Clowney uh, in, our, in the Seahawks uniform, um, if we do that, if we do that, then I will confidently say we're coming out of the NFC. Um, and that's, and I wish I could say that that was all biased. Some of that's not biased at all. I really think uh, Russell Wilson is that good. And I think that they are tooled up well enough. The offensive line is not that bad this year. Honestly, that's been our Achilles heel for a minute. And uh, last year they were okay this year. I think they're going to be just all right as well. That's really all we need. Um, yeah. So I think that they will do amazingly big things. Wow, I wish you had more to say about your team because I'm you so sorry. Talk. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> no, that sorry. was great, man. That was great. That was great. That was why. We, that's why we got you here today. Good, good. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. me and Josiah had our day, our day in the sun. Go ahead, shine. Thank you. But, no, but Josiah is with you. He has the Seahawks coming out of the NFC, and bro, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and confer with Wiley why that's not bias. It's not, man. I really love this team. You know, I, re- I really like the pieces they got around around um, Russell. You know, the defense has gotten a lot better. The defense is always kind of I mean, it's been up and down since the whole, you know, Legion of Boom has been broken up. But the pieces that they got now, you know, Quentin Dunbar, obviously, you know, his whole situation, who knows how he got out of it, but he's out of it. So he he's he's one of the better corners, underrated corners in the league. Obviously, Jamal Adams, he was my top safety coming out. I think he's about to I think he's about to kill in that secondary, man. I really think he's about to bring that the 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 swagger that they used to have when they had the Legion of Boom. He's about to bring all of that. Cause the way he led the Jets, that defense, and you you guys know I've talked about it on a couple podcasts, is he led some of those games to wins just off him alone, you know, the way he plays and the way Greg Williams was was using him and whatnot. So I, I really like that pickup. Obviously, Griffin has been underrated. He's real solid, you know, so I, I really like their secondary a lot. Um, and then, you know, one guy you didn't bring up, Riley, that was a little surprising. You know, he's he's underrated, you know, but um, he's a really solid pass rusher, and that's Benson Mayoa. Mm-hmm. And uh, he yep. did really well. He did really, you know, it's crazy because he did really well with us a few years ago, like maybe, maybe three. last season, bro. Last year, no, last year. But remember, he was with us four years ago. I don't know if you remember, he was with oh, us. Oh yeah, yeah. Cowboys. That's last year, he had seven sacks on a third down roll only. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But even with the cow- Cowboys, he was solid with the Cowboys. And when he was with us, he was real solid. My point is, is that anytime he, every time he gets on the field and he gets time to really shine, he plays really, really well. And like Jordan said, he had, I thought he had eight, he had seven sacks. You know, you might um, be right. You might, I think it was seven, but yeah, seven, eight sacks. Yeah, it might be either or. Guy. Yeah, either or, you know, whatever, seven or eight, you know, that's pretty solid, you know, and putting them on a team like this, you know, where you're going to have the Jared Reed and whatnot. And, and, you know, I, I really think that this team, is they have it, man. The offensive line is it's so so, but you know, their offensive line was never great. You know what I mean? I do like out of their terrible, terrible draft. <laughs> Damian Lewis is one of the guys that I actually like, you know. Uh so I, I, <laughs> I I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with that pickup, you know, and that adds more depth. And he might be he yeah, he I don't think he's he might start. It depends, but I really I like that start. Yeah, yeah, at LSU. He he should start, you know, and then um one of the picks, which is one of my favorite picks, 
You know, uh, it was a, you, know, you guys' seventh round pick, uh, Stephen Sullivan. He was one of my top tight ends, top 10 tight ends. I think I had him like ninth or 10th coming out. I think he's, I think he's underrated. You know, um, he's athletic. He has the foot, the feet work, footwork, and he really, he can, he can go. And, and like you said, Russell Wilson is really good with making tight ends better. And I think that's that. I think he's, I think he's going to come and do some, some solid things his first year. But yeah, I really like this team, man. And, and and like Riley said too, with the with the running backs, you know, Carlos Hyde, I think that's a really really solid pickup. Chris Carson, he just needs to stay healthy. That's all it is. He he just he really just needs to stay healthy, you know. Um. So yeah, I really you know I I really like the 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 pieces they got over there. Um. I think you know Russell is nothing short than him. I mean he's he, he is, and I told Riley this not too long ago. I think it was two weeks ago. And I might have said it on the podcast too that you know if it wasn't for Patrick winning the Super Bowl, I probably would have had Russ over Patrick. That's how much I like Russ, man. I, I really think he he can do it all. It's not one thing he can't do, and he got one of the best uh, deep balls in the league. You know, as far as a touch on the ball, you know, to be able to place the ball in an exact location for the wide receiver. That pass from him to lock it against the Rams in the oh corner. Oh my God! In the left Insane. corner of the end zone, rolling left like. Bruh, impossible. He, yeah, he, I mean, it's he, like you. It's like someone drew an X with a sharpie on a piece of construction paper and said, "Throw it here." And then that would even be hard to do if there wasn't, you know, twenty-two NFL players running around on a field and seventy thousand twelves screaming. Right? Yeah, like I was, I was watching that live, and I, I was, I was one of the first people to just go, "Oh no, he didn't get it." Like, there's no way. I was, I literally said, "I was like, there's no way he caught that. Like, there's no way he was in bounds. Absolutely, only not. the blind twelve <laughs> like, was like touchdown. You know, who would have yeah, just said course. it anyway, right? Yeah, the fun, the, the twelves that came along. You know, right when the jerseys changed. You know, exactly. We lost exactly. the teal. All this, all this, all the fans showed out. All of a sudden, it came out of the woodwork. Yeah, man, he Breach, had, bro. <laughs> he has that, man. That's what he. That's what he do. You know, that's that's what he do. And and you know, he's real humble too. He's not somebody that's. You know, um, you know, some people look at him as being corny or whatever. You know, it is what it is. You know, the dude. He married Sierra. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Take that that away from him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, nah, he he's he's real solid, man. I mean, he's better than solid. He's you know top two in my in my book. So yeah, and then and then yeah, the linebacking core. You know, they they're the players are there. You know, the player obviously Bobby. We had him number one. You know, no surprise there. KJ Wright. We know how good he is. Is outside linebacker, and, and hopefully Jordan Brooks could pick up from from them. You know, that's one thing I will say is that he's he's actually he's he's under two superstars. You know, two linebackers that's been doing it for a long time, and that's the best at their positions. So, yeah, that's I got them winning it, man. I got them going all the way. Do you think well, they the Super Bowl I say going that. to the Super Bowl? Right, you got them coming out of the NFC. NFC. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'll let the, I'll let the season play out before we decide who's winning the Super Bowl. Unless you have a a flag you want to plant right now, either nah, of y'all. Nah, nah, not yet, not yet for me. But I got Riley, my picks. Riley is are you is is it you you okay? I'm 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 gonna say it. You told me you signed Clowney. It's Super Bowl or bust. Does that mean win? Does that mean arrival? No one. I, and I here's no one says we got to the Super Bowl. We get to the Super Bowl and that's it. If you're that in that goddamn game, I mean, I don't even need to finish that sentence. Well, you, you, here, you need here, to win. Yeah, and here's the thing with Russell Wilson: is that he threw the most ill-advised, or not even ill-advised, just the most remembered bad pass 
of all time. And he knows it. And it's the one blemish on his, he understands that that changed his entire legacy. That dude is the most like reflective individual on the planet. He had plans for what he wanted to do. And he's accomplished almost everything that he's wanted to do in life, not just on the field. And if he throw, if that pass connects with Lockett and Butler doesn't make that insane play, he, his legacy is completely different. He's beaten Manning. He's beaten Brady. And, you know, and that was in his first, that would have been his second and third year in the league. You know, we wouldn't even be talking. He'd be, he, I mean, he's probably, he's definitely a Hall of Famer now, but we'd be talking, you know, one of the best of all time by now. You know, the LOB maybe stays together. A lot of things change with the Seahawks. They'll make a 30 for 30 about that someday, about how that one pass changed the trajectory of a whole franchise. But I think if he gets back there, there's no possible way he lets it out of his hands. And also, Do he's a completely he- different player from the last time he was there. Do you blame – I've asked so many Seahawks fans this question. Do you blame Russ for that throw or do you blame Carroll for that throw? Honestly, it's tough for me to blame either one of them. I've seen, I watched them that season to run that play to perfection many times. I honestly put more blame, A, on Lockett for not – or for being as, as like slim as he is. I think if Baldwin's catching that pass, I think he bullies Butler out of the way and just snags it. I don't think it's even an issue. But also, I think at the end of the day – of course, I would have rather gave it to Marshawn. I was in that camp at the time. I was like, give him the ball. The boy's ready to go. Like, what are we doing? But honestly, I think that Butler, who turned out to not even be that great of a player, <laughs> all things considered down the line, he made a once-in-a-lifetime play. He jumped that route. He knew what he had to do, and he did it. And that is – it's one of those one-second things that changed so much, and I think that I blame – I don't blame anybody at this point. You know, It's been a long time. I don't blame – anything on offense. I blame Butler for making a once in a lifetime play and lock it for getting hit and just letting himself get hit. You know what I mean? He wasn't ready for the contact at all, bro. He, I, I mean, I don't want to derail the podcast to go into that, but yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll just be pod. like, okay. That's another pod, Cause I got a lot. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, hey, you, guys, you guys bring me back on that one. You let me know. Cause I, I, I we could go on about that for a long time. I have a lot of, okay. Ooh, trust just, me, I was I'm, the most blacked out I've ever been in my life drinking. I woke up the next day to probably 50 texts just going, oh, man, sorry, dude. <laughs> like Just ragging on me because I talked so much trash leading up to that. So, yeah, that pass, uh, not only it carries a lot of horrible memories for me, um, bad headaches and whatnot. So was yeah. it half more dark liquor? Um, <laughs> Actually, yes. No, actually, yes. It was that and uh, a lot of. Uh, other stuff, just uh, fun green stuff that was I was messing with, and uh, man, it was uh, too much, too much okay. for me. Man. Yes. All right. Well, y- y'all broke down with this. I don't really have any much else to add to what the Seahawks do um, this season. I-, I know we'll get to it when the year starts, so we can move on to the Niners. And uh, I'll start off with that squad right now. And it's tough because not tough, I would say, but yeah, tough is actually the wrong word, a hundred percent that I'd want to use because. Living in the Pacific Northwest and having the Niners just down south and having Seattle very, very short distance up north from where I'm at and being a Raiders fan, I get it like I'm like right in like the equator of like between those two fan bases. Right. And and of the Niners and the Seahawks and those have been more successfully relevant over the most recent years over the Raiders. There's no denying that. But. With the Niners and the Seahawks, from a fan's perspective, I'm so glad the rivalry is rejuvenated because when it's just turn on football, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't like either team from like, I want this team to win. It's the same. Both fan bases do the same for me. 
as a whole, as an entire collective whole. Both fan bases do the same. You know, it's whatever. But I cannot, and I've never, and Riley, we've known this since the old TSDN, day, TSDN days, right? You, ha- I have to respect greatness when I see greatness. And that's what we have right now with both of these teams. These are two of the best teams in the entire NFL, Seattle and the Niners right now. And with the Niners specifically, the Niners right now have what I would say, if there's one person in the entire NFL, I could sit down and have two IPAs with. It would be Kyle Shanahan because I would want to pick his brain on what he looks at when he diagnoses defenses that he's playing, when he puts together terminology to like what terminology goes into a huddle that can allow for all that different motion, all that different shifts, all those different things that what he does to be able to maximize so many players that other teams haven't been able to get that same type of production out of Kyle Shanahan is that dude just from the approach from a philosophical angle and an analytical angle of football and how he watches film and what he sees that I don't, because there's so much, right? And that team, the defensive line is a huge driving force to their success. So much of what they do is predicated on what PFF referenced as they make you play through a straw in the sense that you're looking through a straw And when you do that, that takes away your vision. And then they also have things that are eye violations in terms of you're reading your keys, but then wait, what's that? Oh, and then that one false step in the NFL is all you need to make that difference. The Niners are able to capitalize incredibly on all of that. And this team right now, as they go into 2020, coming off of a Super Bowl drought, they lost an interior defensive lineman who was very important to them into Forrest Buckner. Shout out to my ducks. He went over to the Colts. They are now dealing with tons of injuries on the offensive front. They lost Emmanuel Sanders going over to the saints. They needed someone who wasn't a gadget reverse type dude. They needed a guy to get open on dig routes on post routes, etc. And I don't necessarily say that this team is better than they were before. Joe Staley retired. They're bringing in Trent Williams. It's been a while since we've seen him play. So I don't necessarily know if I can say that they're better, but I necessarily I can't really say they've lost a ton to where they cannot repeat. I am not going to predict this team to take the division again. I will agree, Riley. Seattle does. But as far as the Niners go as a team, I'm definitely not shocked that they go ahead and they, again, are the team that emerges from this division. But I don't think that they're going to be able to supplant you guys I just simply know that I can't wait for those matchups. I can't wait for the playoffs because when the Niners are good in the NFC, that makes it fun. And the Niners are really good right now. And Kyle Shanahan, as far as a coach goes, even if that team is not playing well, I know I have all 22 film to nerd out on for, for days and days and days. So I'll start it with you, Josiah. Where do you see the Niners finishing in terms of tallies in the win column this year? Man, I, 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 to be honest with you, man, they they're they kind of remind me kind of when I was talking about the Chiefs. There's not much to really say. You know, they they have they've lost some, but they still have a really, really, really good roster. And I don't really see this team really uh downgrading from last year. Now I don't have them, obviously we all know I don't have them going to the Super Bowl, but I I it's between the Vikings like I talked about on a podcast in the Niners. 
uh, playing Seattle in the NFC Championship game. So I, I still have this team uh, being a really good team next year. I still like the pieces they have. I like the Brandon IU pick. You know, he's similar to Debo. I, I just think they added weapons. Jimmy's going to be back. You know, we'll see how that work out. You know, uh, CJ's guy, Nick Mullins, might finally get his shot to go. But I think if something – now, see, if that happens, if he happens to come into the game, then something would have went really wrong with Jimmy, you know, and then you would have to figure that the team started to fall apart somewhere. But I, I just – I don't see that happening. Um, I really think this team is going to be back in the playoffs. And as far as the win column, I have them at – Let's see, Seattle. So I got Seattle winning the division at about 12 and 4. I'll have the Niners somewhere, I'll say about 10 and 6, 11 and 5, somewhere around there. Yeah, 10 and 6, 11 and 5. Because the division is real good too. So, but they they have the pieces, you know, um, kind of similar to the Chiefs. Like I was just saying, when you look at their schedule, some of these games, they're you know they're going to lose. Obviously, some of these games, but it's hard to really put a uh, L next to 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 the to to, to them. You know, um, when you look at their schedule. So, yeah, yeah, I, I have them. I have them finishing second, and I got them between you know eleven and five, ten and six. Where do you have them record wise, Riley? Um, I have them. I think it, when it comes to the to the Seahawks and them together, I think that it's gonna one of them, one of them's gonna have eleven, one of them's gonna have ten, and it could be either one. Um, just like last year, I mean, what we see with the NFC West every year, and last year was no, it was no different. Is that they cannibalize each other? No, um, even if even if a team is really bad, they'll end up taking a game from one of the great teams. Um, I think I think Jimmy G has to be big. We saw last year. I mean, they win that Super Bowl if he hits Sanders, you know, and that's. That's it. <laughs> like if they hit, if he hits him, that's a done deal. Um, losing Sanders, like you mentioned, was huge because now, uh, uh, yeah, Ayuk has to be big. Uh, he has to fill that. He has to fill that role, and he has to fill it well. Because you know, Kittle's going to do his thing. I'm glad most most starts getting his uh, his run in uh, the first running back because he was great last year. Um, yeah, but J- on offense, it's really can Jimmy elevate his game. You know, he, he does what Kyle has him do. And that's most of the time. That's all you need to do because Kyle knows exactly how to get guys open. He schemes guys open more so even than guys get open. So even the guys that he has in the field, if we don't know their names, they'll, they could still easily get open because Kyle makes it that way. And Jimmy is good as being the, the, you know, his right arm as far as that goes and making sure he gets in the ball. But as we saw in the Super Bowl and in big games, my big knock on him all year was, Amongst all this team success, Jimmy, there was only a couple games where he wowed me, and it was near the end of the year. Otherwise, he flew under the radar a little bit and hadn't really stepped up, mostly because he didn't have to. Um, but yeah, when it when it came to it, he you know he got to feel that Super Bowl sting that Russ did to an extent, as far as understanding that he was one pass away from making that happen. And so I think he'll come back motivated. I think obviously their defense is is insane per usual. Um, it's really sucked to see Sherm lose last year, but I you know at the same time I needed it to happen. Mostly because I didn't want to see him. If he wins the Super Bowl with them, I, I don't want to see him put on their hat when he goes to the hall. Um, <laughs> I kind of thought right. that was the yeah, stakes on true. that. I didn't want to see it. Um, their defensive line gives us gives us so many problems. They got uh, Javon Kinlaw in the draft, uh, which is big for them. Did he and, get? Didn't he go down today in camp? Did he go down? 
not, not for like anything like super okay. long, but he has an injury. He was dealing. okay. Well, geez, I hope he's you know obviously I hope he he gets a speedy recovery because there's a lot of respect on both sides. As a Seahawks fan, there's so much respect for the for the Niners. I was so happy to see them get back into contention because, like you said, Jordan, it's it's a the rivalry is amazing. It is a lot of fun. It's two teams that always seem to you know have each other's number. The two games that they played last year were classics. The oh, one uh, on Monday Night Football, I think I think it was Monday Night Football, right? That uh, they yeah, went against it, each it other. Was, yeah, it was Monday and then a Sunday. If I'm and then a Sunday, and because the Sunday, Sunday was Week Seventeen, in Seattle. I mean, we we stole one from them in their house. You know, a big a, a dog fight, a huge and going into overtime, we stole one from them. And then you had uh, they came to Seattle and ruined Marshawn's return. Um, you know, and and uh, and Greenlaw. Uh, stopped Hollister at the line you know we were literally an inch away there um you know Greenlaw also picked off Russ in overtime of the game in there too so he's a guy I keep my eye on because he's already proven to be a problem for us um but yeah I mean their whole defense they have solid starters basically everywhere um Bosa I'm not a huge fan of him as a human being but he is an amazing player uh yeah he is nuts and he's only going to get better uh so yeah I think that it's one of those things where if they if they were to repeat if they were to, I could see the season going exactly how it was last year in the NFC West where they are solid all season the Seahawks make it seem like they are not as solid as they are at certain points and then when it comes time for the playoffs they're going to be right next to each other and uh, we're going to see how it goes um, but yeah they're a team that I always respect and I'm always very scared of them um, like I said that the the Cardinals could sneak up and and do some things but obviously that's that's assuming something goes wrong with the Niners because they are. They're built to keep going. They're, they're built to keep it going. Like you said, Kyle Shanahan is one of the, I, you know, he's intimidating. You know, as a Seahawks fan, he scares me a lot. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, it's one of those things where I will never act like I'm looking down on the Niners or that I think that they are not good enough. They are a very scary team, and you have to respect them. And I think if you were to talk to a Niner fan, that's a real fan, I think they would say the same thing that there's a lot of mutual respect for those franchises. So uh, shout out Dion uh, on that one. Actually, I was just actually thinking about him as well. No, he's the he's the most solid of, the, of I've ever met for sure. So yeah, definitely those. Uh, yeah, so Asante, I think they, Asante, Asante deep down, if you if you actually get to talk to Asante. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely Asante right there. I've just had, I've talked with Dion, Dion more. Yeah, but yeah Asante for, for sure. sure too. Both those guys have always been real solid and have been real when it comes to the rivalry and whatnot. So yeah, and I also think Debo is going to step up big this year too, because mostly because he's going to have to. But Kyle's going to get the ball in his hands in the open space and let him do his thing. So yeah, I, th- I think that they could come through. I think, like I said, I think one of the Seahawks and them are going to have eleven and ten wins. I just don't know who's going to have what. Um, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is two divisions that we concluded today, ladies and gentlemen. The next time you catch the Cover Zero podcast, we will have a legitimate preview for what is expected week one of the NFL season. And it's going to be dropping the day we have a game. Oh, Oof. say hallelujah one oh, time. Wow. Let the church say amen. The timing. You gotta oh. love it. Yeah, absolutely. We thank you for being on, Riley. Very much appreciated it. Loved your insight that you were able to offer. Loved that you were able to at least communicate from the standpoint of analytical and understanding football, but also having respect in the rivalry that is Seattle and the Niners. Josiah, we were able to knock out our Raiders today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and Henry right. just makes me. Have you guys already done the rate the episode for the the Ravens? Yeah, we did that one. Okay, Henry had cool. to slide so out. So he already got early. his. Cool, cool. But yeah, he got his in, and the other, uh, then the last pod that just dropped today was Brandy talking about her Washington football team. Yeah, yeah. dude. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, thank you, guys. Football, football's right around the corner. 
we need it we need it as a nation right now oh my goodness we need it that's our show be sure to email us with your questions comments and statements cover zero podcast at gmail.com be sure to like us by supporting our facebook page you can find us at specialized sports analysis worldwide and if you want more exclusive content Feel free by clicking join when you want into the SSAW family by typing in Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide Group. See you next week.